Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road. Time grabs you by the rest, directs you where to go. So make the best of this test and don't ask why. It's not a question, not a lesson learned in time. It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right. I hope you had the time of your life. So take the photographs and still friends in your mind Hanging on a shelf in good health and good time Tattoos and memories and asking on trial For what it's worth, it was worth all the while It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right I hope you have the time of your life What the fuck is up, guys? 5 a.m. Let's talk. Utes and D-Gods. Just going to bring some people up. Let's answer questions. What's up, guys? Testing. Hello. GMGM. GMGM. How are you? Oh, dude, I'm doing good. Like, been at the Solana Hack House, Singapore. It's great stuff, great building. But yeah, I'm curious about Utes. Yeah. What are there any questions? Um, uh, well, yeah, I guess. Um, is there a date range in mind? For no, when reveal, there's not a public date range in mind. Um, we had, we definitely have a private one. I think, I mean, I wrote about this a little bit in my Substack blog thing I put out. Um, I think a week, uh, a week or so ago. But I just think like people need to get a little educated in the space on how a lot of typical companies just run, and it's a different paradigm now with it being in public and on Twitter, but. I'd say I'd venture to say 90 to 95% of regular tech startups don't have significant 
like hard deadlines. And I've worked at a, I've worked at a good amount, know a lot of people that run some really big ones. And it is important to hit timelines and it is important to, you know, have certain due dates, but those things are always pretty flexible because you can imagine that at a, at a tech startup, you know, you don't have thousands of DGENs like waiting for a certain moment. And so if there needs to be iterations on a product, obviously the goal is to ship it as fast as possible. But um, it, it's just not how most people that are building anything like typically operate. Even the biggest companies in the world miss deadlines all the time. Tesla, Apple, whatever it is. And, and they, I promise you, they have a much bigger team. And obviously, they're going after very ambitious goals. And our goals are right now a lot smaller scale. But the, the point being that I, I'm less interested in us making hard um, deadlines going forward. And we won't be doing that going forward, nor giving dates until something is ready. That being said, my goal is within one to two months from now, people should automatically get the sense that D gods and Utes are shipping, you know, faster or one of or are one of the fastest shipping NFT projects in the entire I, on any blockchain. And I think a lot of D gods for a long time definitely felt this way despite the delays, we're still always putting shit out. So I just feel as though it's kind of counterproductive um, for us at this scale. And uh, and so this is a long-winded way of saying, um, I think we're going to get it out a lot sooner than people think. I just don't want to set a date and then have to go back on that date and play that whole song and dance. The official announcement on anything youth-related right now is just wait. And if that is a bad, like, if that's something that you don't like to hear, or is that something that, um, you know, turns you off from what we're building here and what we're doing, I understand that. And I wish I could sit here and convince you or tell you a million reasons why or why not you should get into this project, but I'm not going to do that. And if you're not interested, it's all good. You know, you can sell and you, and, uh, and then just wait until something happens. If you want to come back in, you can come back in. But, but that's my official thoughts on um you know when reveal when staking when this and when that uh 100 frank like I, th- that wasn't really my real question i just knew that that's a question that i just, I just i was just front running that question but oh i could tell by the way leon and i appreciate you so i can get it off like right at the beginning so uh you know i, I felt that connection right there so thank you so much appreciate it so if I could get asked and then someone else can go, like, how are the new hires uh, settling into the, the youth team? Great, man. Um, it's going pretty good. I mean, and they're not the, they're on the youth team. They're they're on the Dust Labs team. I mean, in terms of youths, like, it, you know, I did tweet out transparency, so I'll give 100% transparency here. Honestly, we just have like a hit list of things that need to get done um, at this point, and we're just waking up every single day. And just like doing that task list and then just like going to sleep. Um, usually for me, I hop on spaces as I'm brain dead pretty late at night. And I guess right now, early in the morning um, and then wake up and do the same exact thing. And so we're just kind of locked in on the youth stuff. I feel like we know what to do. We, we have like multiple months of this project at this point planned out. Um, and so we just need to like do it and, it need, and the final product just needs to meet our quality standards and if it doesn't then um you know we consider that a problem and so we deal with that in different ways but as of right now i just feel as though we're on some aspects of it 
like the mint site, for example, like the reveal site, I feel pretty good about. I feel like that meets our standard. It's ready to go. It's tested. But um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty adamant and headstrong that we should be launching, um, you know, the, the the actual reveal itself alongside the staking at the same time. And the basic reasoning for that, um, for people curious, like, oh, why don't you just reel the art, Frank? You fucker, and then you know do the staking thing. Um, well, I, I feel as though I understand how most DJs think because I am a DJ myself, and I just know the when questions are never ending. So if we were to do the art reveal today, for example, and then in a week from now, you know, theoretically we launch staking. Um, like I just can't. I can't imagine that there would be a world where we would launch the art. And then people are expecting staking to come out for every single chat and every single question to be when staking. And so why would we set ourselves up for having a big day and a big reveal and then not, you know what I mean? Then then just continuing the fucking edging and the blue, collective blue balls, but just moving on to a new goalpost. Like I think when people start thinking about that a little bit more rationally, it'll it'll make more sense, especially as we get closer to this date um in, internal date and then it's when you're closer to the reveal and then the last thing is yeah i just think you know at, at the end of the day people are rarely going to be excited or believe kind of you know the work that we are putting into this and, and how how good we want to make this until we just do it and so part of this cat and mouse game is just i understand people want it as soon as possible we want it as soon as possible um and and that's just what we're working towards man like i can't go back and change the past we can only try to make the best decision going forward. And the worst thing that I could do is after making admittedly rash decisions in the past, dig ourselves deeper by making more rash decisions. Like that's, that is basically what people, so many people in the community are asking us to do. And I just, I don't think that's the right call. I, I, I'm making a choice. I'm making a decision and I think we're making the right decision here. So anyway, I'm talking a lot. What's up? Any other questions? I mean, I don't see any fucking hands up, so maybe that's... Uh, there we go. What is up, baby? Hey, Frank. Yeah, no, I, I definitely un understand that part on, like, the building and timelines. So, for example, the other day, um, there was this project called Midnight Society. It's a Dr. Disrespect project, and they put out an announcement saying, look, guys, uh, we, had a, we had a deadline, right, a date, but we don't want to either, one, uh, compromise the quality of the product, and two... We don't want to like compromise the health and mental well-being of our staff, right? So I think that message was like really well received, and you know anyone that you know has any brain can can definitely like respect that. I think. Um, I was wondering, did you? I I forget, but like the youths have a a date for it. So 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 for example, like I think the announcement that you guys made today with youths, it came across as like a little bit of like a delay, but I didn't understand that because. I was already under the impression that you guys didn't have a date. So I guess my little bit of feedback was perhaps you shouldn't have even said that at all, right? Like, because uh, people knew no, that. No, I'll tell you what the problem is, Matt. So yeah. the thing is when people are optimistic or like want something to happen and you can put yourself, think about a time in your life where you wanted that to happen. I know for me, for example, it was like uh, when Kanye or Playboy Cardi, you know, you think that they're having their album drop on a certain day. And the reason why people think that is because people tend to latch on to really, really small details that, um, you know, even if we've said other things in the future, like, oh, it's probably not going to happen, et cetera. Um, 
like people will latch on to it. So I remember when we when I first stepped away from Twitter and we announced that Ute's team was going to like step away from Twitter for a few days and we're not going to have a deadline, etc. I think in there I mentioned that we wanted to, you know, our goal was to get it done by the end of the month. And uh, I think we said like September or something like that. And so a lot of people were speculating or had the assumption that, you know, for sure the date was at some point in September. And as over the last three, four days, as it's become abundantly clear, going to need a little bit more time. And that's literally what I said. I'm not going to say what little bit of time means. Um, You know, again, just don't want to box ourselves into a corner here. But I I really do think we just need a little bit of time. And there was a world where we could have gotten everything where we wanted to done by September. But in reality, um, honestly, we just had two really good ideas over the last week. One being with the um, art itself, specifically the furs. I think we were testing something that we really like. And at this point, we we really like this idea with the furs so much that I would feel I wouldn't be able to go to sleep, honestly, at night if we launched the collection without testing this across a lot of the different furs that we've already made. And so we're testing that right now. And that's just one of those things. Sometimes you have a really good idea and it might come really late uh, in the process. But I think we would be doing ourselves and the community a disservice by not um, you know, chasing that idea. And then the other side is with the UI, U, the UX of the staking platform. I think what we're doing with staking here is pretty different from what anybody has seen before across the board in the NFT ecosystem. We're borrowing some things we like from some collections, but I think overall we have a really unique take, which is required to us to create a little bit of a new UX around how to visualize um, time-based like staking. Because I don't like any of the examples that I've seen out in the wild or in the, in the uh, ecosystem yet. And then the other side of it is we built a, we're building a mechanism on the contract to allow people to catch up in the future. So if somebody buys like really late, uh, you know, into the collection, like let's just say months from now, and a lot of staking rewards have been distributed, um, and somebody wants to catch up and actually get those staking rewards, but the NFT they buy doesn't have a lot of stake time accrued yet. Um, we just we're, we're, we felt like it's necessary to have that mechanism where people can catch up in the future. Otherwise, you run the risk of really orphaning off a big chunk of the collection or supply of the collection and just creating, you know, um, uh, uncompelling assets to buy over time. So those like the, that's like the summary on the three parts of where I feel, you know, this week where we thought we could get it done in September. Um, but we think all three of those things are crucial. And I would feel like a bozo if we did not have those ready by reveal. I think it would just lead to the product feeling incomplete or not being holistic um, on the art side and on the um, staking side. And so that's like a tactical summary kind of, of what happens. And then earlier I spoke on why I think people have the idea that it was going to launch in September, which admittedly is slight miscommunication on our part. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is just, yeah, I think overall um, there's just, yeah, like, I, I mean, I think it's just tough because I want to make people happy and I want to get this thing out, but I, I really do think, this extra time is kind of uh, fire for us to get this thing to be even better. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think we just got to make the right decisions. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like I completely understand that. Like sometimes, you know, the, I, I feel like communities think in short term, but they don't think about the long term. And what I, what I want to tell people is that uh, project founders are definitely thinking about the long term. And that's a good thing guys, because, you know, if you rush something out, you can't really take it back. 
So, um, you know, I, it's I, interesting, I, Matt, because I'm actually like, maybe this is this might be like a, a little bit of a pseudo psychological analysis on the space. I, I might be way off base here, but here, here's my guess. I think that a lot of people have been rugged in the space, myself included, or had a bad experience with the project. Like if you think about it, most people in NFTs lose money. Um, everybody does at some point in this game. And I think if you look at the math, obviously like more people l lose than win in the space just on the fact that a vast majority of the space is down bad, um, you know, like down only for the last few months, which only accelerates this concept that I think where people are using the same pattern matching that they see with like rug projects or slow rug projects um, with us, which, you know, when we do something like delay and, and do this thing, I think people get this PTSD where they're like, oh, if Frank slash team are doing it, A, um, I've seen other rug projects do this. So obviously this is a rug or B, which I think a lot of people that are deep in the Solana ecosystem feel oh, if Frank and team are doing this, this is going to give other projects like an excuse, you know, to behave like this, which is not necessarily like a net positive for the space. And to the second point, I mean, to the first point, I mean, fuck, we've been here for 12 months, not rugged, not rugging. We're not fucking going anywhere. We're going to shit all fucking day. And we do fucking sacrifice our mental health. Um, like we, we are, we are not protect, protecting that part of this, which, you know, this different discussion. But um, on the other side, I do. That is the part where I feel bad because do, do I think that every project should mint and do their mint process in the way that we did? No, I don't. Do I think every project should um, do the scholarship thing that we did? No, no, I don't. I think it's so context dependent. And what's really challenging is I feel bad because I do think by the nature of us being so big in the space, um, we do leave an impact. And sometimes those impacts can actually be negative, like us delaying this long, like I, as a DGen, don't want to see this becoming um, the standard, you know, across the space. And I think a lot of people feel the same way. So I'm sorry about that, guys. I wish that we were better and I wish that we were fucking perfect and we were nailing some of this stuff to be a better example for the space. But we are not there yet. We are still getting better every day. And I um, that I am I'm sorry for if that creates negative impacts, you know, down the line with, with the space. We're going to try to correct that and we're going to try to make sure that the positive impact that we leave in the ecosystem um, is outweighs the negative. Hopefully that made sense. Yeah, 100%. I'm, 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 I'm just going to hold my youths no matter what. So I'll let, others speak now. Uh, I'll let other people speak now. Thank you. Hello. Hi, hi guys. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, Frank. No, I, I just wanted to say that uh, you guys, what you did is really change the space of how people mint and these types of aspects and really pushed a new aspect, even in a bear market of having some creativity and innovation and these types of aspects where we really didn't see that for a long time. So even if something happens or something wrong happens, you know, you don't say, nobody gets to say that, oh, look at youths or oh, look at D-Gods or any other projects that they're doing these types of aspects because... If it wasn't for creativity and innovation, nobody's perfect. You know, everybody has to go, let's say, through a simple mistake and then make it better. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you saying that. Um, all right, Stallion, what's what's up, baby? What's happening, Frankie? Yeah, so I'm comfortable, man. Delay the fucking thing through 
till Christmas, um, if need be. Um, so go ahead. Just, a, just, a, just, on, just on a more positive. Just to clarify, guys, because I know that there's some people in the audience that just had a heart attack. Um, <laughs> like I, I, again, I'm not going to say anything specific, trying to restrain here, but um, I. I just can't stress enough that, like, we want to get this thing to the finish line. Like, we want to get to the reveal really badly and as soon as possible. And honestly, you know, I see people joke um, on Twitter about how we're in Ibiza or we're taking a vacation or we need to order more, like, you know, fucking eight eight balls or whatever. Um, I, I just, yeah, we're, we're working on this every day. Everybody on the team is pr- pretty hard um, trying to make the best product. And, and and really bring home a win for the holders um, of the tubes and just, you know, like overall, the whole, everything we want to do with the youth, we're, we're just more excited about than this period of time. I promise you, um, this is not like fun um, right now. I don't really like it. And so we're trying to get out of this and go back to being just on top of our shit and uh, just crushing it. And that's that's where we've been for a minute now in this space. And I definitely can be self-aware enough to realize like, that's not where we're at right now. Um, with the gods, with you, with all this stuff. And so, yeah, like we're just working to, we're working to make a fucking sick comeback. I can tell you that. That's nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Just, just my second attempt, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to see if we can get any alpha out of you. Um, you know, more, more specifically the one that you, you shared with Mark a couple of nights ago at your, at the D God's house. Thanks. No, I can't, man. Martin, the thing I told Mark, I, I can't, I cannot talk about. Um, that's bad. That's like, uh, that's like fucking three months out, and it's too secret, and there's too many um, agreements to not talk about it. So, okay. Uh, any other? Right. I mean, you, if you guys have questions, crazy. raise your hand. Tell us about creativity in this space, and what do you think that really pushes projects to do innovation? Um, that's a good question. I think at the end of the day, the best innovation comes from finding a problem and solving it in a creative way. Like every time. Um, yeah. Like you could take the most dramatic example of a creative solution to a problem. It's like transportation. And there was a time when everyone used horses and then someone decided you know, I'm simplifying, by the way, for the fucking people that are going to reply to me and say, like, oh, yeah, it's a little, oh, technically the car, you know, came after the end or, or whatever. But I was like, all right, they went from a fucking horse to a car. Pretty cool. You know, go from a uh, uh, computer to a mobile phone. Like, all these things are, I think, solving real problems. Like, how do I stay on my computer, you know, when I'm, when I'm uh, traveling or, how do I connect to the internet, like from outside of Wi-Fi or uh, a wired connection? And so like then there's really creative solutions to that. Oh, we're going to take this chip and make it smaller and put it on this handheld device. Or, oh, we're going to create telecommunication lines that actually transmit the right uh, waves that will get you internet on a mobile device. Like so many things that come together to make uh, creative solutions. So I feel like most innovation that actually matters comes from pro- problem solving. And then the coolest ones come from uh, creative problem solving. Thank you, Frank, for that answer. And and you know what I really like about the, the Web3 space and might be shocking for a lot, and especially you, Frank, listen to this. Um, I work, I, I'm a partner at one of the projects that I do. And 
what I really like about the Web3 space is that you can dream about something and you can actually accomplish it. So, you know, we, we have a project being launched in end of October. And uh, I can tell you this, that we're going to be the first NFT project being minted from space, from the International Space Station. Nice. Holy fuck. That's <laughs> I know. Let's fucking go. Congratulations. Um, literally on the fucking moon. That's fucking sick. I love it. I see Gooey Cookie with his uh, with his hand up. What's up, baby? Hey, fella. Thanks for inviting me up. <clears throat> I just wanted to follow on from your premise that... Um, I think the mic is a little quiet. Can you step a little closer? Is that any better? There's an echo. Holy fuck. Is that any better? There's like this echo. I don't know if other people hear it, but it's so uh, apparent. Like I, it's, I'm trying. Yeah, again. I hear it too. Am I right? Does anybody else hear it? Yeah, we all hear it. Thanks. Okay, I think you gotta come back, bro. I think just fix some shit. All right, it's too late for me on this. Sorry, Gwee. You know I love you. I love that guy. I just, yeah, it was like a lot. Um. There's so many people up here, no hands raised, trying to answer, trying to be transparent right now, guys. Uh, okay, there we go. There we go. Um, all right, local, I saw you with your hand raised first. You, you hit that button really quick, so go for it. Yo, 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 what's up, Frankie? You got back when you walk already, mate? <laughs> yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, bro, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. that two-hour AMA on Discord was crazy, bro. Uh, but thanks for all the alpha drops, and just want to ask you, what was your thought process or who was like, who came up with the thought process behind the, um, the post about the delay with the, the puppies and all that? Cause I want to know, like, you know, how do you guys come up with that? But, um, yeah, man, can you let me know? Yeah, it was me. Um, pretty late at night, obviously just, I was just visualizing the response, you know, to when, when we were, when I was going to tweet that and I thought, all right, well, what, what can we do to soften the blow and just recontextualize this a little bit? And I thought, how can anybody possibly, you know, get mad at cute puppies? Um, and then added on the pictures of people looking really calm to maybe inspire um, and yeah, inspire people to, to emulate those really happy, calm looking people. And um, I think the results were mixed, to be honest. It, it, it was mixed, but that, that was how the thought process came about. All right, cool, cool. Because I was, uh, I was about to just say, like, fucking hell, but then I saw a puppy. I was like, oh, pretty cool, bro. Yeah, I was pretty chill after that. But... Did it work with you, local? Because, yeah. you know, maybe <laughs> yeah, you were about to just worked. start going, Ree! No, it fucking worked. I love dogs, so, yeah, you know, you know what I mean. But uh, anyway, uh, just on another note, I was going to ask you, because you did mention in the AMA about, you know, true rarity and all that. I think, you know, it would be nice to let people know a bit about that as well, because I, like, when I heard it on the AMA, I was pretty excited, so... A lot of people was a bit, a bit upset about it regarding, you know, customizable traits when the white paper came out and now you're going for like true rarity and stuff. But I think the, the way you cleared it up on the AMA was really good. Yeah, let me try to explain it a little bit better. I got practice from the AMA because it's something that we have like pretty clear visuals on, but explaining it with voice can sometimes be challenging, but I'll try my best. Yeah, the, the basic idea here is that there's this concept of um, rarity not matching like what the market actually values so so i think when i say that a lot of people can pop into their head examples of collections that 
it, you look at the most rare NFTs in that collection, and it doesn't actually feel like those are, you know, the most aesthetic or the best looking NFTs in that collection. And the, we're trying to solve that in a big way with um, Utes by creating simply like two categories of rarity. So you're going to have commons and, and rares. And, um, and we mentioned this before, but I think there's one slight difference here. So let's just say that there's a thousand NFTs and a hundred of them are rare. And only 10% of the collection is rare. So if we have 10 traits, that means that each trait um, can show up, 10 rare traits. Well, the basic plan is to have equal distribution within those rarity bands. And so if there's 10 rare traits and it's a collection of 1,000 and rares are 10%, that means that, you know, and there's 10 traits, that means that each trait will take up 1%, which would essentially be like 10 NFTs each. And so, I mean, again, I think it's kind of hard to explain over voice, but what this will essentially allow for allow to happen is that the market can decide the value of traits and attributes, um, you know, irrespective of the rarity within reason, because like a hat and a top hat would end up becoming like the same, you know, they'd show up the same amount in the entire collection. And so it would really be people can buy purely based on aesthetics for the most part. And then also, you know, people can do really cool things with sub DAOs around these traits that can create value on top of just the pure aesthetics itself. I, I highly doubt that that came across as clear as I can, again, like display this visually. Um, but I tried my best. So I'm curious if that made sense or not. No, 100%. It does, like we kind of did this. The guy on the AMA did kind of mention, like, you know, it just allows us to have better you know, trading opportunities like this think about like, trading cards and collectibles and all that stuff so yeah if you know i just want to hear, like hear what your thoughts are on that but anyways bro, i won't have to take up too much of your time but you know i did mention to you before in another spaces that you're the, the number two builder in the solana ecosystem i won't name who number one is but um, after your reveal with you i hope you can make number one in my books thanks mate appreciate you local love you man um Okay, I think we had Waylon next, and let's go to Roll Investments. Yeah, hey, um, we have a lot of investors who are willing to go into an NFT space, but many of them don't see the long-term goal from the NFT collections. Many normal investors um, still see the simple JPEGs. Um, so my uh, question is, what is your long-term goal? If you start from now, where do you want to be with D-Gods and Utes in about five years? I don't necessarily need an official announcement, but what is your dream? I think we want to create... Um, we, want to, we want to create the... Actually, before I even answer this, let me, like, let me just challenge even the premise of the question a little bit, because... I actually think that, and, and, and I'll preface this, and then I'll answer the question directly by saying, I actually think that DeFi as an overall like, concept is more uh, unproven out to me than, than even like uh, NFTs in the overall crypto ecosystem. And I think all of this ecosystem is mostly speculative by nature. And speculation by definition is, uh, you know, un a lack of clarity on where the future of this asset is going to be. It means people are basically debating with dollars, you know, whether or not this asset class is going to go up or down all the time. And anybody that says otherwise, I don't think has a like real grasp on what's happening. I think all these assets, DeFi, NFTs, crypto as a broad like ecosystem 
are clearly all speculative vehicles and um and we don't none of us know really what the future of this is going to hold so when i come back to nfts and then i'll talk about the guys and utes um to me nfts actually have a much closer parallel to irl and, and a much clearer path to mass adoption than any other um type of cryptocurrency um or or a subsection of cryptocurrency the reason why is because we've become an increasingly digital society and people have already started to buy and purchase digital goods and started to create versions of their digital identity. Like we're all sitting up here, you know, with PFPs and before PFPs, people use anonymous accounts, people built up their Reddit profiles and, and participated in that entire ecosystem for imaginary points that had no real value. And so now we're bringing value, um, real financial value into that space. I can only see it accelerating more. So now I come back to D gods and Utes, and, and our goal pretty clearly is to build the most elite online communities on the internet and, and the most uh, sought after and the most fun uh, online communities on the internet. And I think a part of that is just pushing the boundaries and trying new things because we're very honest, you know, as a team that we don't know where the space is going to go in five years and in 10 years. And so, so much of it is just trying to build, you know, what, what excites us at the moment using the latest technology that's available. And I think when you take that blueprint to a growing space and an exciting space, um, that opens us up to a lot of opportunities while still focusing on our core business, which is making awesome experiences and creating really strong and tight-knit communities on the internet, which is becoming increasingly difficult to build deeper relationships and connections in. Um, and I think that is something people will value more over time. Um, yeah, that, that's the basic kind of long answer to, to your question. Yeah, thank you. Your mindset is very powerful. I like it. Very interesting. Uh, thank you for that answer. Thank you for the question. W what's up, Waylon? Uh, can you have somebody else real quick? I'm in the airport. I can talk in like a minute. Yeah, of course. I could. If somebody else raises their hand or asks a question, or are they just engagement for me? All right, I'm okay, cycling. Now I am cycling. I'm down to down to All right, go for it, Waylon, while I cycle the fuck out of this stage right now. Yeah, so uh, I'm calling him from a rockin' airport, so if my internet rugs, I apologize. Um, I had a whole separate question, but I'll pivot it just because I felt the tangent you kind of just spoke on was pretty interesting. Um, and a question I've been meaning to ask you for some time. Uh, I think a lot of people ask, what's, uh, what's going to change in NFTs over the next five to 10 years? The question to you is, what's not going to change over the next five to 10 years? That's a great question. Um, I think the desire for exclusivity in an increasingly, um, uh, in an increasingly empty and infinite, uh, internet honestly like i think that the challenge with the way that the internet is going right now when you think about how the new uh quote-unquote like 2020s algorithm is working it's a lot more around like for example content discovery so we're we're, we're social networks and just overall like people meeting on the internet started was in a lot smaller niches so you have like Facebook, which, you know, a lot of people use just for people that they knew IRL or people that they ended up meeting IRL. And then you take all the way on the other end of the spectrum. You have TikTok today and, and even the Twitter algorithm, the LinkedIn algorithm, um, even parts of like the Facebook and YouTube algorithm are so much more around content discovery and, and discovery of like 
basically just new people. And so that's like fascinating to me. And that seems to be the direction that a lot of things are going because it, it makes the infinite scroll of the internet like and, and of social networks so powerful because if they're constantly uh, tuning their algorithm algorithm to provide you the best content possible, um, that, that just means like you're going to be on the internet more. And so in that world, I just think that the ability to find a small group, relatively small, you know, compared to the scale of the internet, small group of people that you enjoy, uh, you know, that you resonate with and that you do shared activities with um, is pretty exciting and, and, and pretty clear to me that that's where a lot, what a lot of people will desire. And we already are starting to desire it. I mean, why are the, why the fuck are we all here? Right. And I think financialization and, and funding for those types of clubs on the internet actually facilitates really incredible things to happen versus them just being group chats. So what is the difference between like the beginning, like the 1.0 version of social networks, people gravitated towards close knit groups, people that they knew already IRL. And then the new age is basically discovery and finding new people all the time and finding new types of content and new types of experiences all the time. And so I think what what's powerful about NFTs is that they combine both of those things. You can still have a closed, tight-knit group of people, um, but at the same time, you can also have discovery that is that why, whether that's like all the different clubs that you join via you know token-gated access um, and or um, clubs that are able to do a lot of really interesting stuff now that there's funding and finance attached to those actual clubs. And so I think that basic timeline will likely not change because it just seems like that's not rooted in any type of speculation. It's simply like human behavior. Human beings like to have a group of people that they're close with. And uh, human beings also like to be constantly entertained and blown away and like have dopamine inducing events. And, uh, and then also, you know, organizations require um, levels of funding in order to get people to be dedicated towards working on them all, all the time to make them engaging and exciting. So I think that like three pronged core base of where we're at right now with NFTs will stay. Do I know if PFPs will be that mechanism? No. Do I know if music NFTs will ever become a thing? No. I, I, I honestly, there's a lot of things I don't know. Um, but it, I, and I'm open to like a debate or being wrong here. But that, that in my mind, I feel is what what will stay no matter what. Yeah, great answer. I agree with a lot of that. Um... And just the reason I asked is because these things that, you know, won't change that are current now and won't change over the f next five to 10 years are probably the most important aspects that you can build both your long term uh, and short term project or business strategy around. And I think you just the ones you mentioned, actually. Thanks, bro. Um, it clutched out a little bit there, but I appreciate it. Appreciate the question. And I apologize because people that are like listening to me for the first time in a bit, um, I, when it's late at night, I do tend to ramble sometimes, so I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm working on it. Uh, go for it, uh, fired, and then we'll go Manny and then JS. Yo, yo, my man, how are you, bro? I'm great now that you're here. Good, man, good. Thanks for asking. The first question, like, the, with the youth minting progress, like, what is your biggest re regret? And what would, would you change if you had a like chance? What is my biggest regret? Um, 
I think the the raffle moment on mint day was pretty fucked. I, I didn't like the way the whole wait list went down. I do wish we had done that differently. I think the wait list plus the way that the raffle went down on that last day, I think that was like easily one of my worst multiple like bad decisions in a row. Learned a lot from that. And um, I feel, yeah, I feel that we definitely messed up there. Okay. And then second question is, Like, what is your sec like next plan for like making the like bigger bigger connections, bigger bridge with the uh, between the like DAOs and then Digas and Youths and other DAOs? Like, I'm I mean, like another project. Um, or is there any plan? <laughs> I don't have a good answer right now. I think by the nature of a lot of stuff that we do at this point, we'll end up including other projects and whatever we're doing. Um, cause I think a lot of stuff we're building, a lot of people can use. Um, that being said, do I have like one specific thing on how we're going to include other DAOs and NFTs in what we're doing right now? I don't think there's any one like landmark, you know, uh, headline there to be honest. Okay, bro. Thanks for answering my questions. So Uh, thanks for having me here. Then I'll do the request soon, bro, to you. Talk to you. See you, bro. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, Fire. Beast. Awesome. Um, let's keep it moving. What's up? Uh, I think we had Manny and then JS. Hey, Frank. GM, dude. Um, my question was around NFT Las Vegas. Are you going to be attending that? Probably not. All right, cool. That was my that was my only question. But thanks, dude. I Dude, just you keep on being you, dude. Like you, you're kicking ass and taking names, and I just love living shit out of you, dude. The meat riding is crazy, though. Hey, what's up, man? How are you? How are you doing? Yo, I'm good. What's up? What's up, Frank? Um, you should raise your hand. I think we had JS. I'm I'm excited to hear what you have to say, though. Um, I think we have JS next, and then let's go to Matt, and then um, and then yeah, let's just do that. Yeah, thanks, Frank. Um, you mentioned, uh, you know, true rarity and the kind of demand for sub DAOs. Oftentimes, especially with D gods, you know, we see Mickey D gods, we see the and like primates guzzler DAO, where members of those sub communities make a lot of the like uh, social demand for those sub DAOs. Will we see um, maybe some utility brought by the team for some sub DAOs? I, I think that'd be something interesting. Yes, on two levels. So one. The interesting thing about the rarity distribution that that I was describing is like okay, let's just say let's just do three traits as an example. Let's just say we had an NFT project, only three traits in the whole collection, okay? And uh, and there's uh, there's let's just say a hundred total, and there's a hat, a, there's a hat, a baseball cap, and a beanie, okay? And if there's a hundred NFTs in that whole collection, the way we're doing the rarity distribution is that there's going to be thirty three beanies. 33 hats and then 33, um, you know, caps, baseball caps. And so in that scenario, um, the, the real, the, the actual like in, in inherent incentive there is if the statistical rarity of all those traits are actually the same. If you think about it, people that end up making these sub DAOs and, and, and actually like participating in them, um, there's a clear reason too, because now the statistical rarity is only one factor of what makes that trait valuable. But the additional layer is actually just like, 
how people just talk about that fucking trait. If people decide to make sub DAOs, it's like, yo, me, you, and a bunch of other guys get together and we're like, yo, let's tell everybody that the baseball cap is the most fucking valuable one because we have the sixth sub DAO and you get a lot of alpha, which is basically what already happens, by the way. Um, I'm just like, uh, you know, cutting the noise here and just saying, you know, people get, people end up minting the same trait. They get in group chats and they're like, how the fuck do we pump this trait? Um, they don't say that exactly. They have like a good time and stuff, but like, you know, that's like the kind of core, um, incentive mechanism there. And so actually like we're decreasing all friction where if you have a common trait, um, for any of, you know, let's just say you have a common head trait, all the other common head traits are going to be the exact same count and rarity. Like they, they'll show up the same amount of times. And then there's one other category, which is rare traits. And then those will also all show up the same amount of times. So now you can, you guys can debate whether or not, and the market can decide whether the halo is more valuable than the king crown, which would both be two rare traits. And the market can decide if the baseball cap is more valuable than the beanie. And people that can congregate and kind of do that over time and build those subdells in, a, I think, a lot more fluid way. And you eliminate the mid-rare problem as well because now you know it's a lot more clear what the NFT is. And, uh, and, and you don't have to worry about, you know, overspending on a mid-rare, which ends up being more liquid and you're going to have to floor it anyway, which is like, again, nerdy, like a uh, fucking, you know, person that's just looking at these liquidity charts and just trying to track back where, how, um, how these NFT products trade. But um, to more directly answer your question on the sub-DAO support, um, yeah, yeah, the plan is to actually like encourage people to make clubs slash like group chats that are smaller and uh, create one central web page that would actually just hold all of them and allow these clubs slash like sub DAOs to, um, you know, describe what they're doing. And so people that are interested can join and then we can wallet lock that those links to those group chats. So if they're telegram, discord, whatever it is. And uh, so that way people can check if they have a trait or certain attribute or whatever it is um, in order to get in there. So I think that's the core way that will um, support those sub DAOs from happening. And then for me also, it's pretty fluid. Like I'm always down to retweet if something seems really cool that someone in the community is doing. We'll do that from the Utes account and the soon Utes community account as well. So yes, short answer. Yeah, appreciate that. And then, and then secondly, um, you obviously have a lot on your plate and, you know, obviously not September, but is it safe to say October or you don't want to say anything regarding dates right now? I just don't want to say anything regarding dates right now. Um, yeah, I was taking some self-discipline here, guys. Like, uh, but look, I just don't think it's going to be as far out as people think it is. That's, that's actually the best way for me to frame it. Um, I, I really don't. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right, let's go to uh, Matt with two T's and then Rex and then Anju and then Matt DeFi again. Let's go. What up, what up, GM or GN? I don't know where you're located, to be honest. It's kind of a mix of both for me right now. It's 5.44 a.m., so however people want to interpret that, um, <clears throat> go for it. Word, you're on that West Coast time then. Um, I'll keep it short. I literally just wanted to come up here because uh, – I, one, never spoke to you before, but you always find a way to manage to end up on my timeline, um, and I found that very interesting. I am someone who is from the ETH community. I've been uh, very bullish on ETH for about a year or so, and, uh, you know, when whatever you guys are doing at Utes and D-Guides has been absolutely insane. I uh, pretty much broke my algorithm. I didn't apply for Utes or anything, or um, didn't know too much about D-Guides. I knew about Solana and stuff, but... 
Um, what you guys did was absolutely insane to the point where I was like, all right, this is definitely the future. It's not just like basically Solana is one boat and, you know, ETH is another boat, but like pretty much marketing cross chain and, and bringing people in from both communities. So, um, you know, I, I just want to commend you on that. You guys have been killing it. Um, again, I didn't really get into you to reply or anything because at first I was like, dude, what the hell is this thing? And then, you know, it was all people were talking about for a while, but um i decided to hop into uh this apes community because you know i want to learn more about solana and you know they've been super super dope and uh super welcoming but um that all started with whatever you're doing so i did have to come up and at least just tell you that and then also come up and you know pick your brain a little bit bro like you guys have been killing that marketing i don't know what you're doing but um how does it feel bro is it is it <laughs> a crazy thing to be on top of the world right now man like in terms of web3 because like it's like you went away for like a week and you know you tweeted hey and i saw that tweet in like three minutes and it already had like 500 likes or like 3,000. i don't even know what was going on but yeah it's it, it's crazy bro so congratulations i don't know if it's the thing with franks but you know frank on eth also is going crazy too so yeah um, I definitely don't feel on top of the world, um, in any stretch right now. Um, but that being said, in terms of the marketing, happy to share how I think about it or how our team thinks about it. I think, um, the, the number one thing I've learned doing growth for a while now and like marketing, um, more broadly, like I, I think that was part of one of my advantages, I guess, coming into this space is that I was never like a traditional um, marketer. Like whenever I worked with startups or like worked at startups or had my own, um, it was always like this, you know, in the concept when you're, when you're doing like B, mostly B2B stuff, sometimes consumer, there's like this concept of product-led growth. That's like this newer thing over the last 10 years, I'd say. And um, the concept of product-led growth is really trying to make your product itself and build into the product um, inherent uh, growth mechanisms. And so usually in startups, it's not virality, to be honest. It's usually um, referral-based and or, you know, um, yeah, it's usually referral-based, I'd say, for the most part. Like at the bottom of your funnel, you want people to, to refer the product to other people. But I think what's cool about it is it, it abstracts away the brand side and the um, and just like the wishy-wishy of marketing that I've never really been super interested in. And um, it, it focuses more on like the core mechanism of how do you get people to how do you get more people to use this product with or with your already existing users and um that's what i think is really cool about crypto is that i feel like when people make something that's interesting or cool it's almost like regular startups on on crack because people are way more down to find things that are early or find alpha or just like try things out in the crypto ecosystem than i think they are in in any regular business or web2 um context and so for us, when we think about marketing, it always starts from how do we break the internet? Like what, what idea or what product or what thing could we do that would break the fucking internet and get everybody to talk? Um, and, and a core part of breaking the internet is just zigging when everyone else is zagging or just doing something that's starkly different than what people are looking at and seeing in the current moment. And so when we think about marketing, it's almost always that. It's like, how do we break the internet? Okay, this is a cool idea. Let's start from the cool idea and like the concept of how this will go viral. Like what are the mechanisms? And then we work backwards from there um, to kind of figure out how we're going to build that thing. And so for scholarships, 
the basic uh, ute list, basically. The basic idea was, hey, you know, this whitelist grind meta, kind of annoying. People don't necessarily like it. And that's what everybody's doing at this moment. Um, what, what happens if we take, what, what's the 180 degree approach look like? Well, it looks kind of like people applying and answering questions about themselves and it being on merit as opposed to, you know, pure random chance on a raffle. Now, what, what people have learned at this point is when you take those radical approaches, you may or may not end up breaking the internet or, or getting a lot of virality or traction. But what, what I've learned on this that will improve ongoing in the future is we need to do a better job of mapping the um, negatives and or the, you know, potential side effects of doing like something 180 degrees from what is already being done. And so the side effects were we, we set out to actually stop the whitelist grind meta, but I think it ended up creating a different kind of grind and a kind of painful psychological um, you know, impact on people that were waiting for a really long time to get their result and or you know, didn't get accepted. And um, those are like the negative things that we didn't foresee, to be honest, um, of the process. And so, yeah, like it, it goes both ways. But I think for most people that are thinking about marketing in the space, is like almost erase the word marketing from your from your vocabulary. We we definitely never talk too much about mar- marketing at D Gods or at Utes. We just think in only binary: is this thing gonna absolutely blow people's fucking minds and go crazy, um, or not? And if it doesn't, then we just move on to the idea that does. Because in this space, if you have a really crazy idea that that people want to talk about or gets people excited, the people will do the marketing for you at the end of the day. Um, and, and the community will, because people get excited to talk about interesting things, especially in this space. So yeah, that, that's my thoughts there on the marketing side. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I mean, this uh, was definitely like interesting to watch unfold in the past couple months. And again, like I was one of those people that like, you know, my head was so stuck on being on one chain that like when youths came up, I didn't really take the time to be like, you know what, what they're doing is pretty cool until it was too late. Um, and you know, I know you said there was some downfalls to the application process, but I thought that was something that was very, very cool. Um, and cause it was almost like, you know, not just grinding for whitelist so you could hop in and just take money and head out. It's like, what can you add to our community? Um, and kind of bring in like a solid group of people, um, that, you know, are here to build and, and bring not just youths and D gods to the top, but bring web three as a collective. So um, I think you're going to start seeing a lot more people just doing applications like that. Um, and that pretty much started with what you guys are doing. So again, you know, this is uh, me dabbling in soul, um, simply off of what you guys have been doing. And, you know, I've been enjoying it so far and um, I'm excited to watch what Utes and D-God does. You know, hopefully one of these days I can get my hands on one of those. But again, appreciate you, man. Uh, I'm going to take a step down. It's 8.51 EST. So my day started, but pleasure to talk to you i'll definitely uh hop in one of your spaces again later absolute pleasure man uh pleasure meeting you thank you so much i think we had anju next and then rex or no i think we had rex rex and then anju and then matt go go for it baby yo what's yo frank what's good with you bro well better now that you're here I like that. Like, okay, yeah, so this is kind of out of context about, like, what, what we're talking about. But, like, I wanted to ask you, what's your take on, like, new products using D-God as a character in their Twitter illustration posts? Um, I mean, it's just not worth the time to pursue or, like, think about. Uh, We just don't really – I don't think we really ever, um, as D-Gods, uh, endorse, like, new pro- projects just in general. So yeah. if you see it, 
uh, probably like didn't come from us. And I don't know, like, yeah, I, I just don't fucking, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure there's more than I see and I've seen a bunch, but uh, don't, don't think about it too much. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Like, if there was one thing you could tell you told us right now, what would you say? Um, your patience is appreciated. See, this is why I love you, Frank. No, I love you, bro. More. No, bro, I love you more. Don't be saying that. Nah, bro, I already said it, dude. I already said it. We have to move on. Dude, I guess I got the last word on that one. Um, Matt, what's what's up, man? It's Andrew, dude. I'm sorry, Matt. You already went. So so we got to go Andrew first. And then uh, Matt. And then we go Paladin and then Fidgetal. Yo, uh, I'm going to be real. Uh, I don't own a, a Utes or a Gods because I'm a brokey. But uh, I was going to say, uh, in general, had there been any talk from the team to potentially reduce royalties during the delay? Because I'm sure a lot of people, you know, where 5K is a lot of money or whatever it costs to get it, you know, the, the thought of having to pay, you know, significant royalties to sell potentially because of anxiety or whatever could be like too much. So I was wondering if that had something that the team were thinking about. That's a great question. Um, yeah, it's something that we're thinking about. I think one of the big things is, like, when you think about it, right now there's so many avenues to trade um, without royalties on Solana at this point, and people are doing it at, at, at scale. Um, I feel like people are going to do it if they want to, um, regardless. But, I mean, again, all, all the funds that we raised for for. D gods and for youths, like it, it really just doesn't go into our pockets in any significant way. It only goes towards growing the project. And I think when people see the roadmap, um, so much of the treasury is going directly back to the project in interesting ways. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's something we'll think about. I'm, I'm open to the discussion. But again, like I think people could do it if they want to. You know, there's so many different avenues. I'm not going to plug them here because fuck them, but like people could do it if they want to. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Good luck with it all, Frank. Appreciate you, man. I think we have Matt next. Yeah, and I do want to say I do appreciate this seal because uh, the GBP, you know, is doing pretty bad right now. It's about to drop uh, to all-time lows below the, the the dollar, and I think I heard a British accent, so I, I definitely uh, feel you, bro. Shut the <laughs> fuck up, Matt. <laughs> no, I'm from the UK, bro. Come on. <laughs> I'm I'm down bad as well, but um my my question was uh, to do yeah, more. Yeah, bro, the pound is dropping like a fucking shit coin right now. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, like I'm from the UK as well, <laughs> so come on, bro. The, I love the seals, by the way. Um, but no, my question was about Utes and the marketplace. Um, I heard you say something interesting about how you know you guys distributed the rarities equally among all different you know uh kind of like tiers. Or, so like the rares, there's like uh, equal amounts, right? And then the sub rares or et cetera, et cetera. So I was wondering, like, and this might be something that you might have mentioned or perhaps Dust Labs will build in the future. But are you thinking something uh, to do with like a marketplace where like people could trade? And, and so for example, they to trade like a youth for a youth, like equal rarity, because it's more like about what people prefer to do. And then perhaps, you know, they have to, to put up their, their um, PFP for a trade or their NFT. They could like, put a certain amount of dust as, uh, to make up for the royalties. And then, you know, people could like safely trade within, you know, like a youth marketplace. Because at the moment, I think a lot of people, a lot of people get scandal the time, you know, and lose their NFTs 
when they're trying to like do trades. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, so um, I think on Solana, there's like already a few tools to do this. I think in terms of priorities, it's lower on the totem pole because um, there are working tools to do this right now. And we're trying to be re really selective and careful about what we choose to dedicate resources to work on. So it's not necessarily something that's of the highest importance right now. Um, yeah. I think we had, um, who do we say next? It was Matt. And then, oh yeah, I think we said Fidgetal. And then we have um, Paladin. And then let's do Counter and then MMM. Morning, brother. Hey, buddy. Always good to see you. Always good to chat. What's up, baby? As well. I wish Leap was here. Uh, I'm sure you'd enjoy the conversation. Um, so uh, start by being frank, pun intended. Uh, how deep can we go? Hey, yo. Sounds good. Um, I presume, so I, I don't know. I, I realize that you've been in spaces while me and Leap have been talking and I've been kind of uh, theorizing what you're trying to do. Um, <clears throat> and I, either you're copying what I'm saying or I'm just spot on a lot of the times. Uh, that's not a, that's not a, uh, a flex. It's just interesting. Um, my goal is to uh, largely um, create uh, organic staking, which is not selling an NFT because it's more valuable to have more valuable to have it than it is to sell it. Um, which is, is true utility. Uh, can I presume that the the timing in in reveal and the uh, the depth at with which you're analyzing distribution of traits? does go back to the scholarship protocol and aligning uh, like-minded people or, or like-interested people based on traits? Um, we talked about this in the last space. No, that's not the plan. No, um, we won't be aligning. Like, it, like all the traits are going to be, like, all, all the NFTs are just going to be randomly generated on, like, when people click Mint. Um, yeah, like, that's not, I don't think, the, the plan uh, at the time, no. So it'll it'll naturally uh, collate potentially in that manner, um, instead of intentionally distributing. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. You can't control that, especially with with the uh, flippers uh, being the leads in the space. That that makes sense, and I figured that's where that was going. Um, and I know. So I, when I asked how deep we can get, I, I understand there's a. a a threshold pushback of, of disclosing stuff you don't want to disclose or putting yourself in a position where um, you're on the hook in terms of... Oh, is uh, that what you meant? No, I said A-yo because um, <laughs> it just sounded a little sus, you know? Like, how deep can we go? A-yo. Um, but uh, <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I'm happy to answer any question. And then if I feel like it doesn't make sense to answer, I'll, I'll say that and I'll, I'll try to explain why. But um, yeah, happy to answer any, honestly, open book here. And perfect. Kick me down whenever you want as well. Uh, and I'm not sus. I'm just a. Uh, I'm, I'm in New York, uh, kind of on vacation, waiting for my girl to finish yoga. No, no worries. Um, no worries, man. Nothing wrong with being sus, um, or, or not being sus. Um, I'm not, I'm not even sure I know what sus means, by the way. Uh, yeah, I don't even think I know what it means. But um, okay, if you want to stay up and ask more questions, Fidge, I'm super down. Uh, but we'll keep cool. moving right now, and then we'll come Sounds back. Good, um, I you. think we had MM. Uh, I think we had Paladin next, and then MMM. 
Hey, yo, damn, Frank, bro. I didn't know you're chill like that. Sheesh. Um, I have two questions for you. My first one. <laughs> Let's is, go, baby. TikTok gang how, right here. <laughs> how are you feeling, like, mentally? And what's your, like, mental health like, you sexy beast? Well, Mr. Paladin, glad you asked. I feel great. I feel locked in. Um, feel like we know what we need to do. And I'm just pumped. I don't know. I, uh, I think I said this in the Discord space. But I'll, I mean, Discord, uh, AMA, chat, whatever, oh, the stage. Um, I'll say it again here. Yeah, I, in my last 12 months of being in the space at this point, I don't think I've ever felt more excited about what we're working on with Utes, with D-Gods, and, uh, and with Dust Labs. Like, all three. Like, I, I just, I wake up every day, and I'm working all day, but I feel fucking blessed, and I feel really excited. And I think, um, I think everyone's going to be really excited Uh you know, in each of those categories pretty soon. Um, yeah, I, I just feel locked in and I feel like I know the job that we need to do. I, I know we need to just get to this finish line here and then move on to the real game, which is like after the fucking reveal. And uh, I'm just excited. And I feel like those nice three days that I got um, first in a while and then taking a few more days off of Twitter was pretty nice. And ever since then, I felt pretty refreshed and just um, humbled and excited to 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 deliver something fucking amazing for, for our holders. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, fuck all the fucking complaining ass hoes, dude. I have my youths. I'm waiting to meet up with you and easy it's bodega and have the craziest fucking bro gangbang ever. Uh, anyway, my second question is if you could, if you would have to eat one food for the rest of your life, which food item would it be? Pizza. Okay, thank you. Hope you have a nice day, buddy. I love you. Thank you, man. I love you too. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Let's fucking go, baby. Um, dude, you're the best. Um, I appreciate the vernacular, keeping it uh, youthful. Um, yeah, as a part, as a part of me, most people on uh, Twitter don't see the person that uh, you know for a very long time was obsessed with TikTok. You know, technically, I did go. I, I, I used to have like four or five different accounts that I would like um, just test viral ideas on and try to go viral with all of them for different like niches on TikTok. So I, I went pretty deep on that platform and still enjoy it. I know there's it gets a lot of hate, but it's just so fucking funny. Um, uh, <laughs> okay, I think we had I think we had MMM next and then Counter and then Rhoda. Yo, what up, Frank? How you doing, bro? Um... Dude, I, I actually had two questions. I'm curious. First off is, have you guys been able to determine whether or not the scholarship process actually like was able to reduce the amount of people that flipped their NFTs if they got whitelist? And then the second question is just more like if you look at the space, can you see a, a future where we're less driven, like purely hype and speculation driven and there's more a little bit more stability to floor prices? It's not like in anticipation of announcement of project pumps and then dumps, but you know, there's slow buildups that actually result in like a new base floor price that stays at that. Yeah. Two, uh, two great questions. Um, I mean, I'll answer the second one first. I think what will likely happen again, no way of fucking knowing this at all. Uh, my, my guess is as good as yours. Um, I think when you look at most markets, they tend to fragment and separate, um, uh, so you look at the stock market, even as a very broad, high level example, um, you know, you have like penny stocks even to this day. 
that, that people can trade and speculate and people literally do all day. Um, day trading is a huge industry and huge market um, for, for the more speculative plays. And then you also have obviously like quote unquote blue chips or even not just blue chips, but just IPO'd or, you know, publicly listed stocks that have somewhat of a business or revenue or whatever it is behind them. And those trade with different patterns and, and a different intensity. And so I feel as though um, my, my best guess on the space is that that's what it'll look like uh, going forward. It'll kind of hit normalization in some markets um, that get more mature typically do. And so I think part of this ecosystem will be a lot less speculative. Um, but I do, I do think it will be hard to remove. Um, like, I, I think that there's a serious product market fit around like DGEN mints or daily mints or things just happening all the time um, that, that, that just rely on people being on both ends of the trade. I think that's like pretty addicting and just like exciting for a lot of people and to myself to a certain degree as well. So I don't see the demand for that going down. Will it be allowed to stay based on regulation or whatever it is? That That's big, the bigger question to me. Um, and then obviously if regulation comes, projects that have legal teams, funding, et cetera, are going to end up getting, uh, you know, being much more likely, I think, to weather that, that storm than projects that are, like if things get geolocated or Magic Eden is forced to geolocate, because um, I see that becoming a trend more and more often now where uh, yeah, companies have to put that little warning and you have to use a VPN. But now I think the, the, the countries and then the, uh, you know, the SEC and stuff is getting smarter with VPNs and technology there, too. So it's it's an interesting cat and mouse game there. Um, and, and then your first question, could you uh, remind me what it was again? Yeah. Um, my first question, I was just asking, like, were you guys able to like measure or observe if by doing? Oh, the yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So so um, the scholarships, the thing is, is that one, first of all, our goal wasn't necessarily to minimize like the flip rate. The goal was really just to try to pick the best people. And I don't even think we I think we missed a lot of really great people, first of all. Um, but but second of all, I mean. I think objectively, like the answer is, it's pretty abundantly like yes, because I think people were fixating on anybody that's over a serial number like ten thousand uh, that's sold. But in reality, there was two cat. There was five thousand NFTs that are above the the serial number ten thousand, and not all of it was scholarships. About like three thousand something were scholarships, and about fifteen hundred of them were, um, you know, DAO pool, which was pretty much a free for all, and it was DAOs that allocated whitelist spots to their holders and i'm sure a lot of people bought to flip you know or, or contributed to that to flip or dows contributed that to flip and so um yeah the number of people that have sold their scholarships i think when i checked last was like was like 20 something percent like 20 25 percent so i'd say like the answer is a yes um pretty much across the board like utes are already diamond dicks for the most part, like you two have already gotten a diamond hand status and they're getting forged in the fucking mud right now. Like high key, um, you know, through this whole, the, the, you know, delay tubes process, which is pretty cool to see. So, um, yeah, like that's, that's kind of my, my take on the initial, um, breakdown of how things have sh shook out over the last you know few weeks. All right. Awesome. Thanks, bro. Good luck with everything. You're keeping the market alive. We're keeping the market alive. Everybody, baby. If we, we, these spaces are saving the fucking market, baby, um, let's fucking go. I think we have uh, Counter next, then Rhoda, then JB, and then Junior. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, 
so quick question on uh, Frank, you mentioned that like you've taken inspiration from some of the top projects on both Solana and ETH. Uh, and um, uh, but what what do you think is like uh, like the big bi- the biggest mistake that they're uh, some of these bigger projects are are making and like that gives uh, D Gods an opportunity to capitalize and and be number one. I love that question, man. Um, yeah, the the my basic answer is that I think that most of the top projects are fixated on being. Um, basically like big brands. Like I think that most of the projects that are sitting around the top market cap on, you know, on ETH especially are fixated on the branding stuff. And that another, there's two key vectors that I think we're going to crush at. So that's the one. Um, Then I'll explain why. And then the second one is I do believe that there, which is ironic for me to say right now, but you know, you'll see very soon. I actually think that, too many projects are moving way too slow or not having enough things happen often enough. And I think, um, so I'll start with the first one. My my first thought is if you think about it, like I think the idea of building a brand um, via, via NFTs is an unproven concept right now. Like we, we don't actually know if the concept of brand building and like, you know, everybody knowing about the NFT or, you know, doing licensing deals or, being uh you know a quote-unquote global brand and everything that entails we, we don't know yet if that is actually how value translates back to an nft and i think for, for us we have a very different approach where our focus is really more internal like we want to make sure that our holders are having the best fucking time possible we want to make sure we drive as much value back to our holders as humanly possible and i think if we do both of those things really well um that, that's actually going to be a better form of growth for us because it's going to be the people in our community have such a great experience and they're going to not be able to stop talking about it. And they're going to tell not only their friends on Twitter and people on Twitter, but they'll also tell their friends IRL and they'll also talk about it and create content and marketing for the project in a more community driven way. And so I think um, yeah, just focusing internally and not worrying too much about how or making huge claims on how we're going to become a global brand. And just building, um, you know, from the inside, and actually trying to create more of a, a value add club versus a, uh, you know, bigger brand. And I think the brand will just happen naturally. So that's like one part. And I think the second part is the the things happening frequently. So I think that the funniest thing is like it's an ironic time for us to be saying that right now. Obviously, with like tubes, um, you know, taking a while, and then obviously not a lot been happening with D gods as of late. But I think where we've like really shined. Um, over the last 12 months of being in this space and our track record is that we do try to make sure that there's always something exciting happening at any given point um, for our holders. And so sometimes that's really frequent. Other times that could be a little bit more spaced out. But I I have my my own internal rule where we say like every two weeks something should happen that blows somebody's mind, um, it blows the community's mind or does something crazy is happening. And that's no different than like a great, YouTube creator, like let's even say Mr. Beast, for example, it's like they might take a little bit longer for some videos or not, but like they're still making a lot of really crazy shit happen. If you think about it, like, you know, fucking buying an island, fucking like filming a whole thing, getting a fucking chocolate factory, um, rebuilding Squid Games, like all these things are like huge operations that are happening really fast. And and, and my thought process behind, um, you know, what we're building with D-Gods and with Utes is actually like I want the pitch for people to come in to the community to be, hey, like 
join right now and there's going to be something fucking awesome happening like very soon and for that to be a constant over over a long period of time so those are like the two key um ideas that i think are pretty different across the board with the space um in general and that's what i think excites um excites us the most i think there's a lot more but like if i had to really summarize it in, in two big things i think that those are our two concepts um yeah hopefully that made sense Again, 6.13 a.m. right now. Hopefully, I'm not rambling too much, too much. I can't stop it, but I might be, you know, working on it. Um, Junior, I think you were – or JB, and I think you were next, and then Junior. No, no, no. I was next. I was next. Oh, yeah, my bad. Sorry about that. Go for it. Yeah. So, I, Frankie, baby. Frankie, Frankie. <laughs> hey, yo. What's good? I'm fine. Thank you so much for being a blessing to the ecosystem. Blessing in the sense that after the youth meet, there was fronts to move around and my bags pumped. So yeah, thank you for that. I would have asked you how you are, but a lot of people have asked you. So yeah, I know you are great and I'm also fine. Thank you for asking. And the question I want to ask you is, um, how do you feel? When you think of youth, when you think of the gods, when you think of dust, like what is the top process that comes to mind? Do you feel, uh, and what is the feeling? Like, do you feel happy? Do you feel fulfilled? Do you feel eager? Like you have a lot more to, to do? And, you know, your top process, what comes to mind when you think of all this project, like even outside of Web3? Yeah. Love these questions. And um, yes, I'm happy that you're doing fine. Uh, like, th thank you for saying that, that, that was, uh, that was awesome. <laughs> You're the best. I like the energy, but, um, yeah, I, I think I have a great answer for this. I think my honest answer for D gods, for youth and for dust and dust labs. I am grateful that after a year of working on this, I feel like we are actually finally, finally able to get started on some really big ideas. And, and, and I, I, I can't like stress how re real, that feeling is not only with myself, but everyone on the team. Um, and I know that that could be kind of a cliche to hear in this space, like, oh, we're just getting started or whatever. But um, very tangibly speaking, I feel like for the first time, you know, since the entire beginning of this, uh, this process, we've gotten to this place as a project and as a brand where I feel like we can really um, do anything. And I, I think we can tackle as ambitious of problems that we want to. And obviously, like the funding is a core factor in that. I think the, you know, breaching the first NFT project to like become a top five NFT project in the world on Solana has been a huge piece of this. But there's generally this sense of, okay, like we've, we've done a lot of shit over the last year, but this has all been like training and learning for this next, you know, 12 months. And, and how do we take what we've done and just absolutely, um, you know, grow and, and, and start crushing it and, and really trying to become a, like the biggest projects, biggest NFT projects in the world. But, but B, um, you, you know, how do we take the resources that we now have and the, um, you know, brand knowledge that we now have, like, I mean, brand like awareness that we now have um, and parlay that and leverage that to get even bigger. So I finally feel like we're at a place where a lot of things that were never possible in the past are now possible. And that's what excites me. And that's why I feel like we're just getting started. So short, like, you know, summarize there, I find with Dust Labs, D Gods and Mithutes, I, I finally feel like we can get started on doing some really crazy shit. Okay. 
Um, thank you so much for that. My second question, I have three questions actually. So my second question is what gives you peace? What gives you joy? You know, everything can be so overwhelming at times. So how do you find peace and joy, you know, and happiness generally, regardless of what is happening in Web3, you know, in real life, like you as an individual? Oh, fuck, that's a hard one because I feel like, uh, yeah, I just go by Frank now. You know, that's not necessarily my real name, but uh, uh, everyone I interact with on a day-to-day basis just calls me Frank at this point. And I feel like, yeah, I've kind of rugged my, my uh, like, the, the crazy thing is, I don't people don't, not a lot of people know this, but, you know, if, if my dog's like Twitter and like kind of my career in, in like web two, uh, I, I got to like a pretty good amount of followers on Twitter. Like I was pretty like a well-known growth uh, engineer in the overall like space as a whole. And I kind of just completely left that. And most people I'd venture to say like 95% of people that I knew before have no idea what I'm doing. I think they just think I, I dropped off the face of the fucking earth. And uh, I'm probably like doing drugs or something. I don't. I don't know. So it's funny because yeah, like I, honestly, like my it's so fucking lame. My honest answer is like I just like fucking doing cool shit. Like I just like doing great shit. Like it's so fun to to make something that's that we think is really cool and then putting that out and other people think it's really cool. And I, I like I just can't describe how fucking awesome it feels to make something that not only do people fuck with and like a lot um, and have a lot of passion for, but also like fucking changing people's lives, which is something that is, I'm, I, I genuinely feel the, the greatest accomplishment in my whole fucking life and, and the best feeling in my whole life. And, and just the thing that like is the, the coolest shit of all time and the thing that humbles me the most is that I can wake up and every single day on average, like we change somebody's fucking life. I'll get a DM like almost like, you know, every other day and most at this point is what the time that goes in between that I get a DM from somebody that says, holy fuck, thank you so much. You changed my, you changed my fucking life. I bought, I bought this. I'm taking my mom here or I'm rotating this into that. But like, I never have had this big of a win in my whole life. Um, and, and dude, like that, that is just the best. Like that's, that's the fulfillment. That's, that's what it's all about. And that's what gets me excited. So the moments like that just make me happy. And I can't believe I'm at a place in my life where I, I get to see messages like that, like every fucking day. Um, that's the best. So, yeah. Okay. So the gods practically is your happy place. Youth is your happy place. And yeah, I get that. Thank you. So the last question I'm going to be asking is generally about the NFT, um, the crypto world. What do you think about the overallocation of whitelist? Like a, a project is having five um, slot, um, 5K collection and they're overallocating, like they're giving out 15 Whitely slow because I know that youth did not do that, and I feel like youth could not have could have done that, but they did not. They chose not to do that because they were confident in their ability to mint out, and people they are hot cake. People want youth, you know. So what do you think about projects doing that? Because that seems to be the trend now. We you know we also to get whitelist, and you're not even guaranteed a mint because everything is freaking overallocated. What's your thought on that? Yeah, so I think. I could easily sit here and say like, um, you know, that's really bad and people should stop doing it, but I'll I'll give a little bit more nuance here. I think it's not a good practice if you call it a whitelist, because I think people have the assumption that whitelists are guaranteed mints, right? I think um, over allocating whitelist spots could be a play for certain projects 
if they're transparent about the fact that it's over allocated, because in reality, what that ends up becoming is kind of what I would call maybe on off the top of my head, um, like a semi-public mint, because essentially like the problem with a public mint is that botters can get like easy access to it. And the problem with even over allocated whitelist spots is, is also like botters can get it, but there's a little bit more friction towards botters getting it. Like they have to either bot a mechanism that they use to allocate that whitelist. So in my mind, I don't think it's like the worst thing in the world. If people are transparent about it, I think it's bad if people assume that they have a guaranteed whitelist spot and they don't show up at the exact time that the mint happens because they assume that and the project wasn't clear about it. And then they don't get to mint because they, the project called out a whitelist. But I mean, in theory, the idea of doing a semi-public mint that you oversubscribe, um, it, it doesn't seem like the worst thing in the world for projects to do as long as they're transparent about it. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it does. Thank you so much. But I'm going to add this. Um, I, this is just for people. Um, what would you advise people that are in this space and that are not known? They do not have any 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 um any edge. They do not have any connections, you know, and they see all these good projects passing by, and sometimes they feel like it's not working in the NFT space. It's not working in the crypto world, you know. What advice should you give them? Um. If you're like on the side of, of trading, you know, I think the, the worst thing that you could do if things are not working out, and, and this is just across the board with all like risk management theory and uh, gambling theory and just like any type of, you know, ri risk-based investment uh, th thesis, which is you just never want to be in a place where you're chasing your losses because that's like typically where you end up making the most losses. And I, I can speak on this like from like I say that from experience many, many times where I have, you know, went up big on something and then lost on it and because it goes down. And then I, I, I remember my portfolio all time high so deeply it's ingrained in my brain. And I feel like a few good plays would uh, get me back there and I end up hemorrhaging and losing even more money in that process. And so I feel like for a lot of traders or people that are trying to trade in the space, if you're like down, I really don't think that it would be responsible nor accurate of me to sit here or anyone to sit here and tell you like, bro, just stick to it. You're going to get there because I think people say that in a positive way. But I think people hear that as I got to chase my fucking losses and I'm going to make it back. and I'm going to have this one big hundred X. Oh, I'm going to go fucking when I was only going to mint two now, I think this thing's going to moon. So I'm going to mint fucking 30 or I'm going to buy 30 off the secondary or whatever and end up putting more initial into the into their uh, bankroll. So I just think like it's good risk management strategy if you're all on a losing streak to like, actually just step away and then come back, whether you've like amassed more capital or have a more calm mindset, because like this stuff will still be here. In reality, you might miss on some things, but there will always be like the next play. And so I feel like if things aren't working out, um, and I don't know if everyone's going to say this or people disagree, but I, I actually think the best thing that you could do is is like take a breather and like not fixate on the losses and, um, you know, just step away for a bit and then come back when when, you know, um, you're, you're just in a more calm mindset, which is obviously as someone again from speaking from experience uh, is way, way easier said than done. Um, it's a pretty challenging psychological place to be, um, you know, down, honestly. On, on an investment when especially if you were up before but 
I think data, stats, and math prove the point that you should probably just step away and or cut losses and then come back at a later time. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, Frankie. <laughs> thank you, Rhoda. Appreciate you. You're the best. Awesome. I think it was JB next, then Junior, and then um, we'll go to Soul Goodman and then Fidgetal. Yo, Jim, man, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me up. Appreciate it. Um, just wanted to say really quick that uh, before anything else, you 100% have changed my life. Um, I'm actually, I think, five or six weeks into uh, Invisalign now, and I definitely would not have been able to get my jacked up teeth fixed if uh, if it wasn't for some, you know, some D gods that I held before. Still have. Uh, Still have my still have my PFP. So uh, again, thank you very much. But uh, my my big thing is, um, I just kind of wanted to talk about like uh, you know long term value, long term real world value of NFTs, um, because I've always said that um, you know aside from you know let's just say getting lucky, you know with something like D Gods when it was under fifty, um, you know I, I've always said that. You know, un- until a until a until an NFT project is able to secure my health insurance for the next you know foreseeable future, I'm you know I'm 100% okay with selling everything. Um, so I guess my big thing is, and I'm not sure if you can even talk about it, is do you have any plans for trying to create real world utility that is um, kind of ongoing for holders in the future? While I think insurance is one of the more ambitious uh, slash un, um, you know, unthought through kind of concepts right now around what an NFT could provide, I think it's like a pretty sick, uh, war- I think it's like a cool fucking, you know, goalpost as like a holy fuck imagine like if an nft project was like so dope and they you you join the club and you also get fucking health insurance or whatever it is like i think that's a crazy concept to to even just ponder on um but uh, yeah i think i think like first of all 100 i think that for me my my goal has always been like from day one you know how do we create the digital versions of soho house um and and actually make it fucking dope to be a part of and i think part of that is actually like also irl like owning real estate um you know creating physical locations and hubs for for the communities i do think we're a little bit out um you know that's a little bit out of our scope at this moment but i think that's a natural conclusion to land on um but yeah i mean like i think it can I, i think it can go really far i feel as though right now you know with d gods with you to what we're working on um, the focus is definitely more digital first and, and less around th- those concepts. But I, I just say like, I'm pretty excited to, to build out a perks type of, um, like a type of page slash like home base where we can reach out to brands, people in the community can contribute and just overall, like how do we create like real world and actual like tangible perks that every holder can get access to, um, whether that's discount codes whether that's like some, you know, one-off free merch collaborations, whatever it is. Like, I think that's something that we're going to start enabling um, pretty soon. Some of those, I, some of those partnerships are potentially like, you know, I just can't speak on, but are definitely in the works. And yeah, like, I, I think we have a very shared uh, vision on that of what you're describing. 
I do think insurance is I've never heard of that before. Fucking wild. There's just like something cool to think about. But yeah. I don't know how it will work, but it sounds fucking sick. Yeah, and, and I mean, when I say that, I understand that that's a completely far-reaching, especially for where the ecosystem is right now, example, but I just mean but in terms of... I like of it. I like it. It's like, an, it's like a cool, like, you know, sometimes people talk about Web3 as like, or NFTs as, oh, it's going to replace everything or it's going to become like the new layer or whatever, blah, 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 blah. But like what I like, and that's like really ambitious and crazy in one direction. But I do, I just like thinking about that. Like, yeah, what would it take for an NFT project to be able to like guarantee fucking health insurance at a, maybe like a discounted rate or some shit. Like that's a very interesting concept, man. Like I, I've never heard that fucking cool. It just sounds cool. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. Um, but I just, yeah, I, I guess I, I guess the, the way I'm looking at it is obviously, you know, very, uh, very lucky and appreciative to have your time and be a part of the, the community. Um, but just, you know, when I think of people around the world, like, there are only so many people that can get to an L.A. or or New York City, you know, rooftop party. And even if they're able to, you know, like it's it's only once a year. And, um, you know, when it comes to, to, to merch dropping for short, short windows and only holders can get access to it. I mean, I'm just trying to think of uh, different stuff at, at, a, at a different scope. Um, but, yeah, again, I, I understand that there's only so much that's you know, um, that can be done at once. And the stuff that I brought up is definitely, ex- you know, big, extreme, uber complicated, but, uh, just, just again, wanted to give my two cents and, you know, as always say, thank you for everything that you do, man. I appreciate you. No, JB, man, everything you just said resonates hard. And I, I echo the exact same sentiments, like, like so deeply, I can't even describe of what you just said. And, and, like, yeah, bro, like NFTs are fucking bearish. If the only thing we could do is limited merch drops and, uh, you know, one off events at rooftop parties, like if that's where we're going, like we're all fucked. So I'm on the same page. And um, while I do think I do think those things are like good to do, um, like I think we'll probably do those things. But like, I think if that's where it ends, that's a fucking bad place to be. And I think. I think you'll really like what's coming up for D gods if that's the case. Cause like what you just said is so much of what's inspired. Like my frustration with that is what's inspired kind of like what's coming up for D gods and, and in part with youths as well. But like, yeah, yeah, I think like you're going to be fucking hyped. That's fucking sick though. Um, and also dude, let's fucking go. The Invisalign thing is sick, dude. I, I fucking love you, man. That That's awesome. I'm super happy for you, man. Thank you again, man. Um, you know, I just, again, just wanted to come up and say that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I appreciate you. I love you. Let's fucking go, buddy. Love you too, man. I mean it. And thank you, dude. You're the best. Okay, I think we had um, Junior next. And then I think we have Fidgetal. Oh, no, then we have Soul Goodman. And then we'll go Jimmy, Fidgetal, and then Kareem. Yo, Frank. Thanks for having me on. And thanks for pumping my bags. <laughs> uh, but my question is, like I was, uh, I applied as an artist, right? And uh, I was accepted. And as a, a original plan was scrapped, do are you are you and the team uh, thinking on of any other ways that you can incorporate artists and yes. uh, people from other uh, categories into the youth uh, ecosystem? Yes, one hundred percent. It's just not not right now, but yes, yes. 
Okay. Okay, that's that's my first question. Thanks for answering that. Uh the second question is more like broad question of what do you think we miss in the NFT ecosystem right now like what are some things uh projects are missing? You know what I mean? Practical thinking um like straight up. I just think that or you know maybe even better i i think better way to describe it i think that too too many uh too many people and sometimes even us included like it's it's not you know this is not an outward facing statement it's more self analysis self criticism of the whole space as a whole is i i just think that we just take too many things for granted slash accepted like i find this to be the case even more so on the ethereum side and and if anyone up here wants to correct me, but like, I think that there's a stronger network slash base of influencers on ETH that kind of like set culture uh, for the whole ecosystem. We're on Soul. I mean, like our biggest influencer, you know, maybe outside of me is like fucking Chillin' Villain and King Fud. And those guys are like, you know, fucking pure entertainment. Like, you know, love them or hate them. It's just like, they're fucking, they're hilarious. And it's like a different vibe and people like to make fun of them. And there's like this culture of almost like shitting on influencers on Solana. We're on ETH. I think like certain guys, Punk6529, you know, Chris Cantino. And I, by the way, I like and respect these guys, but it feels like some of these guys were, if they tweet some thought, um, it just becomes like viral and people just accept it. Like I think the, the most recent meme, and I'm sure I'm going to get some laugh emojis from the eat them efforts in the audience. Like this dude, one, <laughs> this dude out of nowhere one day just tweeted out like storytelling NFTs are going to be the next wave. And bro, I swear on my fucking life, dude. <laughs> like everybody's talking about fucking storytelling NFTs now and nobody knows what the fuck that is. And I think like it's one of those things where the space right now is very self indulgent in that concepts that people just like that are important just tweet and say or write blogs about like people just think that's where the future of NFTs are going to be and i actually don't think that's the case and i don't think any any significant influencer predicted goblin town but that doesn't stop like everybody from now creating theories now that goblin town happened on whatever the next thing is going to be because one thing popped off and i think the more objective way to look at the space is that it's a lot less pattern matching than people would like it to be and uh, in reality, people treat NFTs like they are this 50-year-old asset and all the rules are written and that, oh, I've been here since fucking 20, you know, 20, and I know how everything in the future is going to play out. And that is just not the case. It is simply not the case. And actually, like, in my opinion, and why I think I've been pretty good so far at calling out when I think NFT projects are just going to do well, is when NFT projects are just good at bucking the trend and just doing something different, and, and going in their own lane and uh, and good at distribution specifically, um, I, I think those are typically NFTs that do well and, uh, and and kind of like create new trends and new metas and and shift the space in a different direction. And, and so actually, like I think that all of the innovation in NFTs is going to happen in very unexpected ways. And so like um, my, my biggest thing I think people get wrong to to to, to bring it all back to what your initial question was is. I think that people have way too many preconceived notions and, and assumptions about what will do well or how this space will go when in reality um, this space is being formed in front of our eyes and will likely be formed by things that we don't even expect. So yeah, like I, I think that's overall. People just have way too many assumptions 
in, in this space and nothing is promised and, and nothing will likely play out in the ways that we expect it. And that's what makes this fucking magic. Hey, thanks a lot for answering, bro. Love you, bro. Love you too, man. Fucking legend. What's up, dude? Let's fucking go. Um, I think we had young soul Goodman up next, baby. What's up? Hey, Frank. Good to talk to you as always. <laughs> um, so I have two questions. Um, the first is kind of forward looking, but w- with all that you've built and intend to build out with D Gods, Utes, and Dust Labs, uh, to what extent do you feel an obligation to make your success, Solana success? and to sort of continue to give visibility and exposure to the Solana ecosystem? And to what extent do you feel an obligation to your holders or your team or the space to go more cross-chain and start building on ETH as well? Um, I, I ask this sort of recognizing that you probably feel some measure of both, but would love to hear your thoughts and you know how, how you're thinking about this. Yeah, um, I'll just throw it up. You know, I'll channel my in- inner Alex... Uh, you know, and King Fud, just to keep things interesting, pump the space numbers here. But honestly, I feel zero obligation to Solana, the Solana ecosystem, the Solana blockchain. I feel 100% obligation to our holders and uh, for, for Utes, for D Gods, and to an extent, you know, to a big extent, Dust as well. And so, like, because like I, I don't own, you know, I don't own or operate or in any way have significant ownership of like the Solana blockchain or protocol, and therefore, like, I can't, you know, I can't go. I don't ever want to be in a position where I have to blame Solana, you know, for anything if, to our holders, and like, and I don't think it, it should happen vice versa either. And so, so to me, I just feel all the loyalty and all the priorities towards our holders, and if that means staying on Solana because Solana is doing a good job, then that's what we'll do. If Solana starts shitting the bed and not doing a great job, then dude, we're out of here. Like we'll go to another chain and we'll continue to build what we're building wherever we have to. I I like Solana though. I I think it's like a really good UX for onboarding. I like how cheap the fees are. I think it's like a good ecosystem. I think it's like, it's really great actually. I I think it's awesome. That being said, um, in terms of priorities, you know, I, I don't wake up, in the morning and think how am i going to increase the fucking value of the solana blockchain because that's so large it's like it's, it's so out of my, you know my own individual control and so much out of like my scope um and I, and yeah we have to make priorities and and yeah like I, I don't feel any obligation to solana i'm grateful for solana i'm happy that we're on solana i don't have any plans of like moving our collections off of solana you know the, the currently existing ones but if your question is how much do I think about being cross-chain? I mean, look, dude, the, the honest answer, the statistics are fucking clear to me. It's like D-Gods and Utes are both the number one and number two market cap NFT projects on Solana right now. I, I feel like at times we are constrained on upside by, you know, Solana. And, and I'm not saying that even on an emotional level. I'm just saying like literally, you know, D-Gods continues to break records. And, and literally ever since we broke hundred and. 55 soul floor price on a 10k collection back in like february or march of this year every single all-time high we've hit since then has been a record-breaking moment and at a certain point you know it's like do we want to be like constantly record-breaking on in our smaller pond or do we want to grow the bigger pie and i think the obvious answer is like grow, grow the bigger pie and i think that's the right thing to do for the holders and so yeah like um 
uh, I don't feel any type of in debt, you know, um, servitude or in be feeling debt to Solana as a blockchain in any way. Cool. Thanks. Thanks, Frank. But um, I'm, so I'm, th- I'm happy. My, my, my fucking, my homies, my, just to clarify, because I already can see the DJ news or whatever people spinning it out of context. Um, <laughs> like I, my, my, my fucking brothers and sisters are out here on fucking Solana. Like we've cut our teeth on Solana and I'm always going to love the fucking ecosystem. But I do think it's pretty obvious that, you know, whatever we do next will like in, in a big way, like what I mean, like whatever the next big project is, like likely won't be on Solana. It'll probably be on Ethereum. And I don't think that's like a controversial or crazy thing to say. I think it's like a fucking no brainer. Um, I don't think even the Solana blockchain wants us to have the number one, number two, and number three project. <laughs> like, you know, come on. Like, fuck. So um, I think in, in every way, it's just like logical that uh, we should we should constantly be looking, you know, at the biggest pond and try to be a big fish in the biggest pond and not be satisfied with being a big fish in a big but not the biggest pond. Um, yeah, that's the best analogy I can make. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that perspective makes sense. Um, second question is one of my uh, one of my D God's brothers, uh, whose mic is rugging, asked me to ask this. Um, h- how do you see the youth and D God's journeys for holders differing over time, and what are the difference in the value propositions, and and how do you see that being expressed in terms of holder utility going forward? Yeah, quick question. Um, for for me, I think D gods is very clearly as as you people will see over the coming like weeks months. Um, D gods to me is not only is it the Genesis collection, but I think the brand lends itself to being uh, a very uh, we want to build the most elite club. Like I want to, if I'm being very literal here, um, like I imagine D gods to be the destination for the highest net worth individuals on the fucking planet Earth in in the future. Like that that's the goal on the future of D gods is like, how do we build a product and community that's exciting, not to everybody on the planet earth, like not to the mainstream audience, but to the highest net worth individuals in the world. And, and, and how do we create an, a premium and elite experience for, for those people? And so that's like, like the very broad high level for D gods. And then for youths, um, the way I see it is how do we make youths the destination and the best, you know, ecosystem and community for builders, creators, creatives, people that like to have fun, um, basically in all of crypto and all of NFTs, especially, but all of crypto as a broader, you know, uh, market. And, and so, yeah, like those are like the two pretty clear lanes. And there's gonna be a lot of decisions and a lot of clear things that happen that are pretty different between DGods and Utes that I think would support both of those um, concepts. So, yeah. Good stuff. All right. Thanks, Frank. Talk soon. No problem, sir. Um, okay. I think we had uh, Jimmy next, then Fidgetal, then Kareem, then let's go Travis, then let's go Matt. And then for people, that, yeah. And then Victor, since you just raised your hand, I know you've been up here for a while, but bro, you got to have the hand raised. You got to learn. Um, all right. Go for it. Frankie fucking D gods, my brother in Christ, dude. It's fucking my brother in Christ. AM. What do you, what do you, I thought we fixed your sleep schedule, bro. Um, yeah but like you know i think sometimes we when we tweet from this account it warrants a little bit of an all-nighter uh so yeah 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 that's fair that's fair um i got a couple things for you number one um i just want to say dude crazy that uh pre-sale was over a year ago now 
it's coming up on one year of public mint, which is, I guess when I first started, uh, at the team and I want to let you know, bro, I, I think I told Finn the other day, but I was able to kind of, well, through connections, um, and just with the experience of D gods was able to move into uh web three IRL full time as well. So, uh, I'm bricked up. Let's fucking go. Uh, second thing is a bit nitpicky, but there's a potential, um, amazing opportunity for you in your DMs from Bobby from Block Asset that you can meet someone fucking sick. Um, so I wanted to plug that up so that you can potentially do something dope. You just got to check your DMs because it's kind of time sensitive. But he DMs you on Twitter. Okay, got it. We'll do. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. I think uh, we had Fidgetal next. Yeah, I'll, I'll be quick. Thanks for the second time around. Um, First of all, I love how you, uh, I think by watching you recently, you've learned the, the art of uh, of what my career is in terms of watching your words. Um, and I, I liked how you said not a substantial ownership in, in Solana. Um, we'll leave it right there. Uh, <laughs> first of all, do you have in-house legal on your team already? A lot. Oh, cool. Well, I, uh, I, I'd love to be a part of the team, but that's open. I'm also in LA most of the time. Uh, and, and I love what you're building. So if of interest, please hit me up. Otherwise, I'll just, uh, I'll be a fly on the wall until that happens. Awesome. We'll do. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. No problem. Uh, the only question I had is, uh, I've never actually heard or asked about what your background is in general, what your background is in blockchain specifically. Um, yeah, I guess. Okay. So blockchain specifically, um, I mean, I'm a fucking degenerate, bro. I uh, my background in blockchain is I started out as a Bitcoin maxi, um, in 2020, the summer of 2020. Basically, I'm like late as fuck. Like I'm not like an early adopter in any way, um, in the grand scheme of things. So, 2020 Bitcoin maxi, well, basically became a Bitcoin maxi because I got indoctrinated on fucking Twitter and on Clubhouse and shit like that, and on YouTube, and I just fell down those kind of algorithms. And I was like, yeah, dude, fuck everything else, only Bitcoin. And then um, my, my roommate started minting NFTs around February of 2021. And uh, he minted like a doodle, I mean, uh, I mean a squiggle. And then he also minted like a bunch of loots for people that remember that on the east side. And uh, I just saw him basically make my yearly salary in like a week. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? What am I doing wrong? And so at that point, I got pretty like uh, – I got pretty – obsessed with nfts after just seeing like how crazy and, and real they are um and yeah like at that point i just kind of started becoming a dj and le less so on the nft side just more like researching because i felt like i didn't understand the space yet to like start aping um but i got really into shit coins so like on binance uh i was pretty much like day trading every single day um ate some you know had some pretty huge wins ate some pretty fucking massive losses um, starting with a pretty small initial ca capital. And so that's where I really cut my teeth in just like understanding a lot more of like the degen culture on, um, on, in, in crypto. And, uh, at that point, basically degen apes. In, so I was doing that for like a bunch of time, like for like five, six months, like while working three, four jobs, IRL. Cause I was just on my computer all fucking day, had the three monitors set up on that grind. And so on one monitor had poo coin up with my telegram group chats and uh was just doing that while on like multiple slack channels or whatever um slack uh fucking uh rooms or fuck what do you call them 
been a minute since Slack. But um, anyway, long story short, DJ and Apes minted on Solana, and uh, I saw that mint come over my timeline, liked the art a lot, and just like decided to fucking set up my Phantom wallet. Really enjoyed that experience as well, and then failed to fucking mint the DJ and Ape, bought one like really quickly after that on secondary, and um, from that point on, dude, I was just in love with Solana NFTs, and uh, yeah, just like started just falling in love with the ecosystem, and then I did the classic thing that any 20 something in los angeles getting into nfts does with this group of fucking homies i was like boys maybe we could make an nft i think we could do it like uh that's that's essentially you bought a lambo no no sir no sir um ate ate some pretty pretty big losses on binance (laughs) when i got to lambo numbers and uh learned a lot of lessons in that process what i mostly learned is that you know if a platform has staking rewards and then they let you also stake those staking rewards again you're <laughs> fucked you need to sell top asap that shit is going to fucking zero did not uh learn that in the easy way so Wait, yeah. ponzi's on ponzi to work dude i bro you know like uh, <laughs> i guess i learned that um and it was so fucking i feel like my my life has been a series of like dgen activities and learning hard lessons on risk allocation. Like uh, before that, I was a degenerate sports better. Um, and yeah, like had some really interesting things. Went up a lot, lost a lot, chased losses, learned that shit the hard way. Before that, it was bust a bit. Like, you know, basically like crypto crash. <laughs> so when I saw that popping off on Solana recently, I was like, okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> like I know how this one ends. I know how this one ends. And nobody believe like I tweeted some shit at the time. I was like, guys, I was like a fucking professional at Bust a Bit until I wasn't. Um but anyway, that's like my fucking background in, in crypto, um more and blockchain specifically. Um was basically like a dev slash growth engineer in startups before that, but have a very long, long, long lineage and history in just being a degen um on, on a lot of different shit so yeah uh, i like how degen is a nice way to say fucking gambling addict yeah 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 basically yes yes gambling <laughs> addict risk so I'll, addict I'll, uh end, i guess porn addict in some ways you know <laughs> is a way you could describe it as well so yeah well i'm happy solana kept you away from only fans uh i'll end with two quick things one is <laughs> I, I forget who asked the question but the guy who asked about um about insurance what i loved is you always talk about breaking the internet he broke your brain because he was asking it from like a functional way like hey can i actually like survive off of nfts and you took it as if i'm building businesses and opportunities for my community and what makes you the happiest is being able to deliver for them to provide life-changing shit is there a time when i get to a place that i can provide systems and sustenance that can also include insurance so i fucking love that and I think the most important thing that I heard you say all day, um, besides for that you're a fucking degenerate, is um, that the way that every chain succeeds, and this is not a question, um, Solana is an inferior chain. Uh, It has superior devs at the moment because of uh, many things related to the the chain and the ecosystem, but but there are no differences in, in, in chains. We're all in Web3. And if that's part of your mission, you can accomplish understanding the differences between chains and why one chain is not, quote unquote, better than the other. But right, Ethereum is not meant to be a transactional chain. Bitcoin is not meant to be a transactional DApp platform. Uh, Solana is made for uh, for tinkering and, and figuring shit out. 
I heard some guy named like Omsi the other day who's building some wacky composability shit on Solana using rain. Um, so once we understand that they have different purposes and that all the gambling and all the degen and all the speculation will be one ecosystem with different tools and platforms for experimentation and security and safety and wealth and communication and business, uh, I think we're getting to a good place. So I'll sign off. Thanks for the time, Let's Frank. Go beautiful, beautifully said. Um, I always say I am a fucking JPEG maxi before I am a chain maxi before I am an anything maxi. I'm just, it sounds crazy to say, but I just genuinely think, and I think there's a lot of interesting logic-based arguments to make this case, but I just think the NFTs are the most real uh, thing that has come out of crypto. Like basically, like outside of people know my biases towards how much I love Bitcoin, whatever, but like, I actually just think that, yeah, NFTs are, are something that are very much the most, yeah, impactful and real uh, moment in all of in anything that's been invented on top of crypto rails to, to date. Maybe stablecoins I'd include there too, but then regulation. It's humanity. Communication on chain, dude. Community on chain. Let's fucking go, baby. I think, um, I forget who is next, but I I'm think next, it might Frank. be Kareem. Yes, sir. <laughs> How are you? How are you, sir? Good, uh, um, um, I'm, I'm so happy that I'm here with you. But I just want to. That's a sexy you. bear, dude. I just wanted to say I like Thank you a lot, you. dude. I like it. Thank you. Thank you, bear, with the fucking glowing eyes. This is, it just stands out. It's cool, man. Anyway, Thank sorry you so much. to cut you off. Thank you, brother. So uh, I just want to admit something uh, in front of the audience. I uh, I missed the gods when it was 24. I'm not telling anything, but I need to to tell this, and I need to ask you a very important question um like very very important one like uh, okay i i didn't uh, at that time when you guys was like uh, you guys was like 20 24 i like the art i was like so new uh in the space so i don't know anything but i i backed off because of the name the god i'm a little bit, i'm a muslim brother uh so a little bit religious so uh so anything related to god like i, I don't want to mess with it like you know so i was like I backed off, and I didn't know. I didn't know uh, you. I didn't know anything at that time. There is Frank. What wasn't Frank that we are speaking to right now? So, uh, and I wasn't so into it. Like now, I quit my. I was making like two hundred thousand dollars in real estate. I quit everything for for for, for the uh, like uh, three months ago. I quit everything. Like I'm just here full time, guys. Like I'm not gonna. I enjoy the space. I love the space. I love. I really respect you. I really respect how you're your true builder. Um, I'm not saying anything, but like you are one of the, there is no other Frank will come. Like there is no next Frank. A lot of projects like I'm, I'm in, I'm not going to say their names. Like they're talking like, who's the next Frank? We need Frank to talk. Like we need someone like Frank to, to build. Like there is no one will be like Frank again, guys. I'm just letting you know. So cut it off and that's it. So I just want to understand from where it comes, the name, the name itself, like D Gods. Why it's, wh wh why did you choose this name? Um, and second thing, I I delayed my one of my trips and I paid three thousand dollars to mint youths. Although I didn't win it, I just won it from uh, Trip and Ape. <laughs> they gave me the opportunity, so I delayed my trip. Uh, my, my wife and my kids to mint youths. I told her, no, I'm not gonna miss youths. Uh, I already missed D-Gods and, uh, you know, my crypto making very bad, uh, bad 
you know, influence on my house. <laughs> so, yeah, man, just I just want to understand this uh, because I'm going to, like, uh, if, if the answer is good for me, like, uh, convincing to me, and it's not going to hurt my, 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 my uh, you know, my, my thing. Uh, so I'm going to buy it, you got for sure, you know, not because of, like, you know, anything other than you, guy, you, you bro, like, you are you you're an amazing founder that really building and really want to give value, which is a real business, which is I really see the NFT space is not just a JPEGs like people saying or a gambling thing. It's a really business. You're you're sharing that people is buying shares in a very big corporation or very big company, you know. So uh, please answer me, and uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I think the use of gods and de-gods has very little to do with uh, re religion in any way. I think if I were to explain it best, the thought process at the time was we wanted to make a based, like, just dope uh, NFT project when we first started. And at the time, there were a lot of, like, basically derivative animal collections on Solana. And so we were just trying to think of, like, what would be just way fucking, like, what what's 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 the apex animal or what's like the dopest or most chat or like most savage, whatever. Like these are the words that were thrown around, um, like character that we could base this guy off of. And we just landed on like, you know, what's above everything. It's fucking, you know, it's a God. And I think a God in my mind, at least. And when we think about it with D gods, it's just more of a mindset that like, Hey, you know, like having self-confidence in yourself and, and believing and, uh, and, and just believing in yourself. And I think, the D really just stands for a lot of different things, degenerate, de de decentralized, you know, uh, like, like concepts like that, I think, are more where the D gods comes from. And um, yeah, it has very little to do with religion. There's not really any religious, um, any, any religious like allegories or mentions throughout the collection, uh, especially not skewed towards any one specific um, religion. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Frankie. Uh, keep building, bro. And uh, looking for you're gonna see me soon. Uh, I'm gonna grab my shirt. Let's you know. go. <laughs> and really, man, I really respect you, and I really respect what you're doing for the community. And when you was like in a vacation, uh, I just want to say one more thing, and I'm going out to uh, train. Uh, when now, when you was in a vacation, man, like I swear, like the space wasn't 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 it, you know. Like without you, got bro in the space. Without you jumping, with chilling and playing with King Fad, buddy. No, 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 no. I, the, the, the the space isn't the same. So don't uh, don't get away a lot. Uh, yeah, stay safe, and um, I'll keep I'll keep uh, respecting you, bro. Thank you, thank you for having me. Appreciate you, man. Excited thank to have you in the community. You're the fucking best. You so thank you. Have a good day, guys. Uh, one, uh, one last thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When is the reveal, bro, buddy? When is the reveal? Come on. I don't give a fuck because no, I'm not gonna flip. No, or no, no. I'll tell you right now. The the youth reveal will yeah. be when the youth reveal. Okay. Perfect. Perfect answer. Thank you. <laughs> Let's Thank fucking go, bro. Bullish. Bullish. Um. <laughs> um. I forget who we had next. Um. I think it was Matt. And then I think it was Victor. Um, yes, I think it was Matt, then Victor. And then let's go uh, Travis, Jacob, um, Patty, 
Deo and then Ashen. Okay, I'll be I'll be quick. Um, thank you. So my question is: recently, I heard a community member say something that I think is very true, which is not solely up to the founders of a project to determine its success. So, for example, is the community and the market right that set the floor price? So my so 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 my question is simple, right? Um, for the D gods and the youth community, right? What would you like to see more of from the you know from the holders in the community? How how can we you know like help youths and D gods while you while you guys are building? Yeah, great question. They asked this also in the Discord chat that I did um, a few hours ago. But I think the the, the honest answer, Matt, is, and for everyone in the community that's like holding right now. Um, Usually I don't say this. I don't have like a good like call to action or like yo do this or do that. I, I just think that right now, um, like just wait and just like I wouldn't stress it because I think the way I look at it is that we, we just don't want to blow our load too early here and like start to hype up the community slash like make announcements or like build hype before it makes sense to build hype. And ho- hopefully at this point, people are learning that we're. we're we're pretty good at that. Like, like we, like we're pretty good at like building hype and like getting things moving and getting things fucking exciting. And so I think when, when it's clear that we're going to start kicking all this stuff off and um, you know, the reveal is happening at this time or whatever it is. Um, and, and I think like literally like after the reveals, when things will just not stop moving, um, you know, pretty much nonstop at the minimum for like the next two to three months. And, uh, and then even by that point, we'll probably have a lot more, um, ready to go and so yeah i just think right now the the, uh, the the just the straight up truth is that there's just not much just like hold if you're gonna hold if you're not you know just like you give up do whatever you're gonna do and um we're gonna keep working and we're gonna nail this fucking launch and from that point on there will be a lot of stuff for the community to do for right now i think just vibe is the is the truth right okay thank you yeah so you're asking for patience uh essentially yeah, patience slash like just enjoy the moment that we're in. Like I said this at the end of my um, blog, but I don't know how many people got to the end. But uh, it's just pretty real. Like like what I'm going to say, it might seem really presumptuous slash like future looking. But I can tell you for a fact that like m- most D-God holders, including myself to a certain degree, like look back at the days that really sucked like right after we minted and things weren't going well and nothing was really clear. And I think a lot of people look back at that as like in a cherished way or in like a fond way, like damn simpler times and like things were different and nobody really believed in us, et cetera, whatever. And I, I just feel like youths and tubes are in a place like that right now where dude, trust me, all I want to fucking do is like get to the reveal and get, get on and like start actually doing the real work, which is like post reveal. And as the collection is live and everyone is like building shit on top of their NFTs and like all this cool shit we have planned out. But like, we're just not there and we're going to get there. But like, that's all I want to do. But I do know and I have this sinking feeling. It's like that quote from The Office when the fucking finale is just, you know, we're going to look back and be like, damn, remember, remember tubes? Like, remember the time when we were just waiting for this shit? Because literally after the, the fucking reveal, then like after that point, I mean, like, that's how it's going to be forever. Like the, that art, you know, the staking and all this stuff, like, it, like once it starts, it starts. And like that moment in time will basically continue on for forever. Is this just like a unique period that we're in right now? And so my only thing is just like reframing it a little bit. Like instead of, I guess, worrying about the day that the reveal is going to happen, 
Um, like we're gonna do it. Like I fucking like we're working on it. We, if we wanted a rug, we would have rug twelve months ago at fucking all time highs or whatever. We're here. Uh, you know, worst druggers on the planet. Um, even though people might speculate that we're rugging, like we're so bad at it at that. I, I guess. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I just think the mindset to have right now is just like, hey guys, like it's gonna get there, and at some point you're gonna miss the time that we we weren't there yet. And uh, I'm, I, I, yeah, I don't know. That's the best way to put it. All right, I'm going to stop letting people up on stage. We're going to get through these hands, and then we're going to call it a fucking night. It's literally 7 a.m. I am um, I'm cooked a little bit, so I'm not going to lie. But uh, we prevail. Uh, I think I think we had uh, Victor next. What's up, baby? Is Victor dead? Hey, man, what's up? Hey, yo. Yo, up, Frank. I'd be nervous for a second. <laughs> no, bro. I was waiting. Thanks so much for uh, doing this for all the community and for everybody that is here pulling an all-nighter. Very cool. And, man, I just have a quick question, but wanted to thank you guys, you and the whole team and the community for everything you're doing. We got your back. We know where we're heading and everything is fucking awesome. Just wanted to ask you about the Killer Threes and and the D-Gods uh, collaboration. Like, probably you answered a lot of questions about that, but I missed them. So, like, what's your view on that? And it's super cool that we have a basketball team, but, like, how do you see the value proposition or where's the value in doing that partnership? How I would love to know your perspective. Yeah, um, I could be more degenerate with my answer here and more direct. Um, honestly, I think it was like a absolute like financial arbitrage slash like just the best deal on the planet and like a no brainer as capital allocation. We basically bought the team outright for $500,000 um, and like we just own it and we don't pay operating costs on it. We don't pay salaries. It doesn't like cost us any money to continue to own the team. And, uh, like, we signed the contract, and it's literally, like, just, you know, fucking forever. So, um, it's one of those things that, look, it's not even going to be, like, the Killer 3 season up until, like, I think eight, nine months from now. So, I think it's just one of those, it's just an asset that we hold, like, the D-Gods and the D-Dow holds. So, to me, I just think whenever the season ramps up, we'll do cool stuff around it, and uh, we're going to shoot for winning the fucking championship. And if we do or don't, We'll see. I think we're obviously gunning to make a big comeback this year. I think we'll make some sick pickups in the draft, maybe get a new coach. We'll see what happens. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I, I love the fucking Killer Threes. I think this year we're going to change the name as well to Team D-Gods, which is going to be pretty cool. Um, nice. That's yeah, we fantastic, the name. man. Yeah, so it'll just be like the D-Gods team. And, um, yeah, I think it's one of those things. It's an asset. We can do whatever we want with it, and uh, we'll do cool stuff with it. But I'm glad we got it at the time. Um that deal isn't like available anymore so i just think it was like a straight up land grab like just capital allocation play and the, the fucking the the best part is i mean yeah we made we made the announcement you know people were like debating whether or not it was a good idea or not and uh people i think the floor dropped like a hundred soul the day we made the announcement we bought the team and then two weeks later hit all-time highs um of i think 400 i think it was 400 soul at the time so yeah i mean like <laughs> like I think it was a good call. I think, uh, yeah, 
overall, I'm, I'm happy we have it as an asset. But n- nothing like nothing we're thinking about right now. It's like the season. Very nice, brother. I'm pretty sure you and the team will figure out ways to to get some value out of it and above all things, like have a lot of fun with that. I can't wait to see all the progress with that and youths and everything. And let's fucking go. Let's fucking go, baby. Love that. Love the energy, man. All right, let's get, uh, I think it was Jacob next, and then we go Travis, and then we go uh, Patty, and then we end it with Deo. Yo, what's good, Frank, bro? Like, last time I came up and asked you, bro, the simp question, like, what inspires you, what motivates you, and shit, and I just gotta say, man, I kind of reflected on it, and you have definitely made a difference and impact on my life since I've joined the D-Gods community and shit. Like, I have met so many dope amazing people that have taught me about the space and educated me and and uh i just feel honestly blessed to be a part of it and honestly if there's any other uh if there's anything else that we can do to support you bro just please let us know we're here for you bro let's fucking go let's fucking go dude much love jacob appreciate it man um man right now i just feel i feel like you guys are supporting us like the like in a big way, I, I, I have a lot of appreciation. I don't take it lightly at all. Like sometimes I can have a tendency to fixate on some of the negative stuff, but I'm definitely working on it. And I think even just that short break I took helped a lot. And I think, um, yeah, I, I feel fucking grateful and, and definitely supported. And, and uh, yeah, like I'm just thankful, man. I, uh, I think we put in a lot of hard work over the last 12 months and there's no better feeling in the world than feeling like, you know, people saw that and like people remember that and it didn't just all get forgotten in like, you know, a few days or a few weeks in like a few days or a few weeks. And so, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm happy. I'm grateful. And thank you so much. I appreciate it, Jacob. Appreciate the vibes. What is up? Travis.e3. What's up? What's up, GM? Uh, thanks for having me up. I got a quick question about um, kind of what it's like for you building and um, what, what is kind of a couple converging greenfield um, areas, I find. Um, I mean, obviously, you're kind of dealing with a couple different things with, you know, the whole culture community aspect. Um, and then obviously the tech that's going to underpin everything. Um, and then, you know, since it's such a new space, you got like regulations and all that shit to worry about. Um, is there anything where you feel like you kind of have more of a runway, but you're hindered by other things? Like, do you feel like, um, oh shit, you know, like we got the blockchain tech to roll out all this cool stuff, but we're a little unsure in terms of, um, you know, government regulations or we have this, but, you know, bear market kind of makes it tough to do community, um, you know, the kind of community stuff that we need um, or, yeah, like, like kind of how do you see that? And like, what, like, how do you feel in terms of where, um, where you feel um, hindered and where you kind of feel like uh, you have room to go? I think the biggest variable is time, which I don't know if it's like a cop-out um, answer here, but I think like, okay, so for regulation, it just feels less of a concern only because I, like we just have a great fucking legal team that's on top of everything and crossing T's, dotting I's on all this stuff. So I feel like no matter what, you know, um, even if regulation comes down, we're at the very least prepared. And at the very worst, I mean, if, if it affects us, it's affecting everybody. I don't feel like we're going to get singled out for any one specific thing, um, you know, for, for all the regula- regulatory stuff. And then I think uh, in terms of just like capital, 
I really don't think that right now capital is like the core issue where I, honestly it was um, maybe like in the months leading up to you to pre the funding for dust labs pre obviously like, you know, the revenue that came in from the, not only like just you, you tubes themselves, you know, for, for the, by the way, I just need to clarify. Cause I just think, man, but it's never going to stop. But I just like, I think that there's a tweet people can dig up and find where I break down, like how much I make off of like sales on D gods and on youth and it's fucking like tiny dude it's like a fraction of a percent of the sale that i make because most of the money goes back to the fucking company like every normal company but uh you know the revenue has been good for helping expand the fucking team uh yeah for 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 d labs obviously over the last like month um you know over the last month or two where it was looking pretty bad for for a while and uh yeah i mean like honestly it's just time man we're we're, we want to like do things and do things fast and I feel like what we've learned is that, you know, that works at a certain size of a company and like at a certain ambition level or like what we're trying to do. But I think that breaks that scale. So I think like that's probably the biggest thing. I do think like more capital definitely helps. Um, but I also think, I mean, because I know people have compared like, oh, D gods, you know, fucking like we raised 7 million, other products raised like 50 or whatever it is. But like at the same time, I'll, I'll reframe that. I mean, you, you look at the top five NFT projects by market cap in the world right now, top 10 even. And, uh, you know, the average amount of like the average treasury for most of those projects are like like 40 to 50 million dollars. And uh, we've been able to do everything that we've done to date by spending about three million dollars in total. And most of that being on payroll and uh, like buying a fucking basketball team and a few like pretty big ca capital expenditure like, you know, um, certain like contracts etc and so i think like overall we've like just created a really solid bang for the holders buck like across the board um compared to any other mc project frank frankly in the world um by by doing the most with a little amount of capital i think right now um my concern isn't how do we get more capital it's actually just like how, how do we create a create a great hiring plan across the board for d labs um, and dust labs that, that again allows us to use the capital in the most efficient way um, to, to yeah just create things at a much faster pace and, and at, a, at a higher quality so yeah that, that's what I think overall constraints are awesome thank you so much uh, Patty then Deo and then we'll call it a fucking night um, good morning Frank just wanted oh, to get don't it. say morning bro it's fucking yeah, dude. Seven. You know, I so I actually stayed on Spaces the other night. My wife went to sleep, and dude, before I knew it, it was like, and I was hosting, and it was like four in the morning, and you get like kind of wacky in the brain, and like people will like ask you questions, and like you know you heard it, but your brain like won't process it. So my hat is off to you right now, um, dude. I heard so much cool shit up here, and I just I love the vibes right now. Like this is. This is what we need. Um, I, I woke up to the announcement and I'm long. Like, I mean, you know me, I'm long on, on D gods. Like I think D gods are going to be my, my board apes. Like I miss board apes and uh, my boys made millions. And I think D gods will be my play for that. So like if anybody's scared out there, you know, uh, just know that this isn't, you know, this isn't a sprint. It's, it's a marathon. And um, hopefully we hand that baton off one day to like fucking, disney or like universal studios like this isn't you know this isn't some get rich quick shit this is like a whole movement but um 
I had a couple questions, uh, and, and one thing I want that really resonated with me that I think um, is very true about Solana influencers, Solana space. Like, if you go on it, so like, like you can be like like a top dog on Solana, and then you can go over to Ethereum and like try that shit, and dude, they'll eat you alive. Like, they know a lot more about like the actual inner workings of blockchain uh coins shit coins DeFi, things like that and i do think like as people others look up to or whatever it's like important like we start you know educating and letting people like this is why i'm very bullish on salon nfts but like something Solana needs it's like you don't hear about some like fire DeFi coin that's like mooning on solana you know what i mean like ethereum dude like especially during like bull runs bro you'll hear about hundreds but like, like the only ones that come to mind, if I'm like speaking candidly, is like, like uh, what was it, Solana Cum? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like when I think Solana coins, like that's what hits my head. So I definitely think like the ecosystem needs like uh, heavier DeFi and just like heavier, you know, like we can't just all be NFTs. Um, one question I, I I had for you directly that like I don't have an answer for that I that I've heard is you know like i'm a dust maxi i think if you fully understand like how dust is it it mimics uh bitcoin where like dude like you're not going to be able to just like keep producing dust holding a dgot so like you know a lot of people took profit or like they sold like i've been like my strategy is just buy more because it's gonna it's gonna end um so are, is there going to be something in place when like the production stops or the having stops to kind of like keep the, the D God holders happy? I, I want to answer this question, uh, but I cannot, I cannot make future looking statements on dust, dust protocol um, in any way. Let's uh, not talk dust. Let's, let's just talk D God. I think the best way to think about it is that – I think the best – oh, man, dude. You're putting me in a tough spot, Patty. Cause... No, dude. It's that 7 a.m. Uh, hosting Spaces Brain. I'm sorry. I, I talked about it, but it's real. I don't want to put you um, in a tough no, spot. No, I just like – I know it, you are put, but you are putting me in a spot because like – Let's just plead the fifth and move on. Obviously, yeah. your response is enough to tell me you have some fire-ass shit in the works and it's so badass that – uh, it could, uh, it can't be leaked. So, uh, Patty's here telling the public, don't worry about your dust emissions. Um, you greedy fuckers have already made life changing money. Uh, let's be happy with that. And then let's, let's make more. But, um, God, what else was I going to say, bro? I'm so gassed up. I drink. No, nah, I just feel bad because like, yeah, I just, I, I, I can't, bro. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Well, the reality is, man, and I'm just putting this out here is, is I see a lot of shade getting thrown at you. And I, I think some people need to be like grateful, like, like I don't want to put this on you or, or pump your ego, but like, dude, you've brought the bull run back in a bear market twice. And like it, what happens is people just always want more, you know, like greed is, is, is not, it's a drug. So like, Oh dude, you know, we only ran from like 30 to 600 in the last six months, but we need 6,000 Frank. What the fuck? And I know you guys aren't, you know, you're not coming in here, here. You're like, you know, I know your crew and it's like a bunch of solid guys. And like, in a sense, you can, I don't want to say outgrow your team or nothing, but like you guys probably weren't super like expecting this. And like, 
you pulled it off and you pulled it off with like limited funds. And I think, you know, like the facts of who you are and, and who your teammates are, it's like, you know, you, you need a breather and you need to like learn how to uh, handle this. And, and, and I like that you're already doing that, man. Cause to be honest with you, just as like someone who's watched you from the beginning, like um, I was almost wondering, bro, like how you're, how you're living your life and operating like this. Right. Um, I know you're very dedicated, but like, you know, you, you're a young man and you're human and um, it's, it's not easy, you know, just kind of like having all these eyes on you and shit. I can't imagine. So, you know, I, I just want to say thank you uh, for just kind of like pulling back and, and not having to deal with deadlines and all this bullshit, bro. And like, look, just, just from like someone who truly supports you, man. And, and, knows that you're going to fucking just change the game forever and, and already have. Um, but dude, I'm so gassed up for tubes, bro. So like I, I minted 11 for my 11 gods. I've, I've bought three more and like, um, I'm trying to like game your game theory. I want to hold one and like, just see where the fuck it goes. Cause everyone's going to like burn theirs and, and turn theirs into their youths. And I, I just want to see if I can out game you once, dude. Um, but yeah, just want to um, <laughs> yo, wishing you the yo, Patty, wishing you the best of luck. It's just I one, think, right? It's just no, one. I, I just think one, one thing I'll say is I think you'll be shocked at how many people have the same strategy as you. God damn it. All right, I'm, I'm, and I don't, all 14, you know, I'm like, missing all 14. Fuck you, Frank. No, fuck I mean, you. no, no, you, you know, I think like. Honestly, it's not impossible. Like I, I don't, you know, you're again. There's multiple ways to win the game. If you've been you've been here since pre-dust day, so you get it. Like the best games are games where there's so many different outcomes, and there's diff- definitely ways that you can, you know, hold the tube and like do better, whatever it is. But like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think you, you'll just make decisions based on the information that comes out, and I think. Um, It'll end up becoming pretty compelling, I think, to have a you is all I can say. Like, I don't know. Dude, like, I got to say this. I get more answers out of you not answering than anybody I've ever met. Like, like this is like, I want to say I just kind of baited you in three ways, and I got all the answers I need, bro. Accumulating more. Uh, God damn guys. it. No, so you did. Yeah, okay, okay. I think we have Deo as the last question for today, and uh, we'll call uh. And I guess we go Ashton because he raised his hand super fucking late, but it's all good. Fuck, <laughs> come on, man. Yo, uh, thank you, Frank. Uh, Patty, that was great. Um, it's it's Dio. I'm coming from uh, Glass, and I've been watching just you guys go since like last August, September time. And I just want to say, like, you guys have absolutely crushed it. I remember, I think. I don't. I think we were talking about like a live stream or something like that. You know, doing doing something sick around that time. And I mean, I'm curious. What do you think about MP4s instead of JPEGs? Like, have you guys thought about videos? And and what do you guys have planned for that? Whether it's you know the big three or you know other stuff like that. Also, um, you know, we we are going to be like one of the first video NFT marketplaces on Solana after being on ETH for like ten months. And I definitely felt like you know, kind of what you said around the Soul Eve community, like there definitely feels like there's more love in Soul, and it feels like it's a better user experience, entry point, lower cost, faster transaction speed to get started in. So definitely, you know, uh, wish that we started on Soul 12 months ago. Um, but 
Yeah. yeah. What, do guys, what do you guys think about that? I think I mean one. I'll say I think the tubes. Are, I mean the tubes are technically like the, the videos, um, which is cool. But I mean, I, for me, I feel like I. I just have to see more. Like, I just don't know enough about, like, what a video-specific kind of, like, tra- trading environment would be and, and what the implications of that are. I think it's, like, another vector slash paradigm to think about, you know, NFTs. is like, literally, you know, instead of one frame, you're going to get 24 or 30 frames and or even more than that. And what's possible with that is, like, interesting. But uh, I, I can't tell you I've thought about it too, too deeply. But, like, you know, I think it's one of those things that's inevitable. I just don't know how yet. Um, and I'm sure you guys are working on that path towards building that. So, appreciate you, man. And, yeah, I do remember our very early conversations. I don't know if it was on – I don't know if it was on this account, though. I think it was, like, on your official, like, account maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay. Awesome. Appreciate you, Dio. Um, that is right. Awesome. I think let's go with Ash and bring us home, baby. Yo, yo, yo. I just want to say my hand was up. And I re-raised that. I don't think it's showing. Either way, I just want to put, put some perspective into things before I ask my question. I just want to say one month in the grand scheme of things, man, Frank, I'm just saying, fuck, man, it sucks. The 2v2s two got delayed. But, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of just true to form here. If you want to release something confidently and you want to release it with no issues once it's fully released, it'll take some time. You guys are doing a bunch of stuff. I just want to say the time is 10 years from now. It's not five months from now. It's not six months from now. When you build something for here, or like I can assume that you guys are here. Like you said, you would have rug by now if you're going to rug already. But you guys are here for fucking 10 years. When you look back, you're going to look back at this and be like, damn, bro. Remember when Tubes waited like a month before they released? That shit sucks. You know, <laughs> like this timeline, that you guys are going to look back. It's going to be one fucking month. That's it. I do not have a Tubi Tube, so I'm speaking out of like, this isn't even a biased statement here. But my one question here is, and it's not a super important question, just want to ask this morning are you, are you a boxers or briefs kind of gentleman bro i hate to do the cop-out answer but fucking boxer briefs like <laughs> the hey, fucking man, perfect your voice, in between your voice cracked a little do i make you nervous bro no i'm just like i couldn't believe how perfectly you set the question up like <laughs> it's not boxers and not briefs but like boxer briefs or the, like Shit. i feel like you're a sociopath if in 2022 you're not doing boxer briefs like i think that they're they're like legitimately just better i don't know i feel like this might be a controversial statement but oh, that's well. like a i don't know you what, do you, what about you are you asking me what i what i wrap my my cock and balls around i think i wear boxer briefs too it's the tight ones those are the tight ones right well they're somewhat tight but they also like cover more of the leg um yeah i mean holy look, shit wait, wait hold on you need the one that goes all the way down to the leg, Frank? How long are we talking right now, bro? Um, I mean, if, that if it, var- it, var- it varies. It varies. But um, no, I appreciate you, Ashton. Thank you for asking these important questions. And glad for whoever's listening now to this recording that's waited all this time. You know, for the last question, we got something of quality um, and, and a true kind of insight on the space. All right, guys. I think we are calling it here. In outro music.
All right, now that everyone's gone, we can drop the real alpha. No, I'm just playing, guys. Fucking love you guys. Uh, definitely some subtext in the song. All right, good night. Peace, peace, peace.